Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Tuesday, February 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police describe a deadly double shooting inside a West Oak Lane home as a domestic situation gone bad. Crime scene unit investigators were called around 12.45 a.m. Tuesday to a home in the 2000 block of East Walnut Lane between Cedar Park and Forest Avenues. Arriving officers found a man sitting in a chair in the basement near two bodies. The man admitted to shooting and killing two of his family members ages 60 and 84, according to investigators. They believe the accused shooter... A man in his 60s called 911 after committing the crime. Police aren't ready to say how the three men are related and said they're working to confirm the exact relation. Police uh, aren't saying if they believe mental illness was involved or if there was some sort of argument that took place. Investigators said that they found at least two weapons inside the home. President Donald Trump traveled Monday to Dover Air Force Base in Delaware to pay respects to two U.S. soldiers killed Saturday in Afghanistan when a soldier dressed in an Afghan army uniform opened fire with a machine gun. The Defense Department identified the dead American soldiers as 28-year-old Sergeant Javier Jaguar Gutierrez and 28-year-old Sergeant Antonio Ray Rodriguez. Six other American soldiers were wounded in the attack. Trump saluted and Vice President Mike Pence placed his hand over the heart as transfer cases containing the remains were carried out of the C-17 military plane and transferred to a transport vehicle. As Trump and Pence stood on the tarmac in the falling mist, a woman among the mourners broke free of efforts to hold her back and ran towards the plane. She threw herself on its ramp, crying and screaming as mourners and an official tried to restrain her. She wailed as the doors to the transfer vehicle closed. Trump and Pence, who had traveled from a rally in New Hampshire, also met with families before taking part in what is known in the military as a dignified transfer. National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien told reporters traveling with Trump aboard Air Force One that the president had wrapped up a re-election campaign rally in New Hampshire early so that he could be with the families. O'Brien described such moments as possibly the toughest, toughest thing he does as a president, along with visiting wounded soldiers at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. When, uh, when a soldier or um, a veteran passes away, do they still all come through Dover? I believe stretch? so. Yeah, yeah, they were all of the bodies uh, that when they would return to the states, that's where they would be. Um, I guess sorted before being returned to their families. And that's what they, they all still come through there. Is I believe so. Yeah. 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 UPS is expanding in Pennsylvania and bringing 1,700 full-time jobs to the area. The shipping company announced a $1.4 billion commitment to the state, creating a new super hub in Harrisburg and three sorting and distribu- distribution centers. One of those sites is planned for the Old Bud plan on Red Line Road in Northeast Philadelphia. UPS is grateful for the strong relationship we continue to build with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We are excited to bring new jobs to Pennsylvania, and we are committed to engaging in the communities where we are expanding our operations, said Juan Perez, UPS Chief Information and Engineering Officer. Did you see that, uh, Kathy, they credited my uh, Amazon purchases for allowing <laughs> the, those 17,000 extra positions. Yeah. Listen, my UPS driver pulled over the other day uh, and said, asked me what was going on because, you know, I did no shopping January and right, I, right, it's, yeah, it's yeah. led oh, into February. Okay? He goes, have you have you gone to FedEx? What's going on here? Right, yeah. He's traumatized <laughs> for Christ's sake. Wow. Yeah. The facility will feature automated scanning, sorting, and conveyor technology to improve delivery time. But 1,700 full-time jobs uh, UPS it's is bringing to Pennsylvania. Yeah, it is great. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The 
Flyers beat the Florida Panthers last night in South Philly. Yeah. Carter Hart allowed a goal on Florida's first shot and then proceeded to stop the next 30 as the Flyers rebounded for a 4-1 win. Ivan Provorov, James Van Riemsdyk, and Travis Sanheim scored the first three games, and Claude Drew finished off the scoring with an empty netter. The Flyers are on the road tonight with a game in Brooklyn against the Islanders, and the puck drops at 7 o'clock. The Sixers, who were off last night, returned to the hard court tonight with the game at home against the L.A. Clippers. After losing four games in a row on the road, the Sixers have returned home to win two straight and move up to fifth place in the Eastern Conference standings. The Clippers are one of the best teams in the West and uh, and in third place in the conference with only three and a half games behind their crosstown rivals, the Lakers, for first. Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We have ourselves a Tuesday morning laid out before us, and uh, one of the things we do on Tuesdays is offer you a chance to get some ink courtesy of our friends at Fame. Uh, world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. A Preston and Steve tattoo could be yours. It's a $350 gift certificate, and you can get a pretty damn decent tattoo for $350. So text word tattoo to 39333, and by the end of the show today, we will choose a, a winner. And you could get tattooed by the area's top tattoo artists like Zach Beltran. And you can see his work on Instagram at it's uh, Kutch. Beltran, I'll spell it. It's K-U-T-C-H-B-E-L-T-R-A-N. Or at PhiladelphiaEddiesTattoo.com. So we were talking last week about that uh, Amazon Prime show. uh, Yes. That's uh, all or nothing about the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Well, dude's getting a tattoo in uh, like episode two or three or something like that. And he's getting it done at Philadelphia There you go. Mm -hmm. It all comes together. We also have joining us today uh, in the studio, director and actor. We have Tom McCarthy, who is here. And a young man named Winslow Fegley, and they are from the show or the uh, the film Timmy Failure. Uh, mistakes were made, which is available now on Disney Plus. I watched the trailer for it. Looks like it's a lot of fun. It looks great. The kid is hilarious. He's great. And uh, so they're going to be stopping by in the nine o'clock hour today. So that should be pretty cool. We also have a chance for you to win five hundred bucks, and that is with our watch, listen, and win. Dr. Oz, if you watched yesterday's show, we will have a question about it today. We'll try to get that around 9.30 or so. We have a $500 Amex gift card that could be yours. And speaking of giveaways, right now, at this very moment, caller number 10 gets a $50 Acme gift card. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they are set for Valentine's Day. And if you've got to order your flowers or you don't want to spend crazy money at the last minute, let Acme help you out. They have a full-time floral department for custom-made arrangements and premium bouquets. And we'll give you that gift card right now if you're caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. And I got several of these to give away Nice during the course of the show today. Just Acme reminding you that they can handle... What you're looking for for Valentine's Day. They have romance. Yes, they do. All right. Uh, speaking of romance, we are trying to make uh, we're, we're trying to make a turn in some people's lives. On Friday, we are going to have uh, some people here in our studio that have never kissed another human being in their life. It's and wild to think about that, isn't you, it? Yeah, it is. And if you're interested, if you're an adult, and for one reason or another, the moment has passed you by, or you're too intimidated, or did this crazy world just doesn't allow you the time or place to do it, we can facilitate that. We're your lifeline. And all you have to do is email Marissa, our love connection here yeah. at the Preston and Steve Show. Marissa at WMMR.com. And you have to be free to come by here Friday morning. I spoke to 
a gentleman who will be our uh, kisser of ladies. I know who this gentleman is, and I, I think, uh, yeah, oh yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good pairing. Can I kiss him? He is so handsome. He is a good-looking guy. Maybe you can. Okay, we'll, we'll work on that. And uh, let's, uh, you know, just email us, and it can be something fun that we'll do. And you never know, this might be the moment you've been looking for. This might turn it all around, Preston. It could start up what'll be the most regrettable weekend of your life. <laughs> that too. Yeah. That too. You should consider that. But, but you'll have a great Friday. Either way. Uh so we're gonna take a break, come back in just a second. The entertainment report is indeed on the way. A stupid question with some more giveaways. Make sure you stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thanks, guys. So, stupid question this morning. We have a chance for you to win a pair of movie tickets from Fandango. And uh, we're continuing with uh, some black history questions through the month of February, uh, courtesy of our friend Craig Legans from the Comic Book Gurus podcast, which you can hear through WMMR.com. Um, and we've mentioned this before, but I like this. Who played synthesizer on Stevie Nicks' hit song, Stand Back? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. I was just listening to that, Preston. Who played synthesizer on Stevie Nicks' hit song, Stand Back? Call right now, and let's see if you can get that correct. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Today is Tuesday, February 11th, and we will lead... With Mr. Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park, who is celebrating his 43rd birthday today. Uh, co-vocalist. Yeah. With, uh, Co-songwriter, too, right? Chester Bennington. I, You know what? I've never looked into who all yeah. writes uh, those songs. I would assume he has a hand in that. But uh, he's more, it says, MC slash vocalist. So okay. They both did a little bit of that. But he's celebrating his 43rd birthday today. So happy birthday to Mike Shinoda. Uh, it's also Jennifer Aniston's birthday today. Ah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston turns 51 years old, so we celebrate that, and uh, she's doing just fine. Yeah, she got the morning show on Apple uh, Plus, right? Uh, and uh, she just, I think, won a SAG award for for, for that show. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and uh, she's looking great, and... I mean, they were set many times over because of the, uh, the financial deal they made when they were doing Friends. They all kept parity salary-wise, and so they were, you know. Yeah. And then they also got a great deal for syndication. Yep. Uh, so 51 for her today. She can't find love, though, Preston. That's well, the issue. She's trying, man. Yeah. She's, you know, she's had a few stumbles along the way, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what life holds Maybe in she store. can come in on Friday. That'd be nice. Yeah. We're free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a first kiss. Be nice. What if we had Jennifer Aniston was your first kiss? Would that be amazing? Oh my god! Would that not be amazing? It'd be incredible. Or Natalie Dormer. It's her birthday today. Too. Love her. She's Thirty-eight years old today. Yeah, she had. Um, she was a big part of Game of Thrones. She had a, a bit part in uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. She's this very sultry uh, uh, soldier that kisses 
uh, Captain America as Steve Rogers, and uh, but she's uh, she's had some other films as well. We had her on the show to promote that horror movie about that uh, the forest in Japan where oh, everyone goes yeah. to commit suicide. Correct. She's yeah. really good. It's also in a commercial with uh, George Clooney. For oh, yeah. uh, I was like, ne- was that her? No, what is it? Nescafe? What is it? Nespresso. Nesp- Nespresso. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she's she has this. Uh, Wild little lopsided uh, smile kind of thing. It works. It's, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yes. Well, so we were talking to Rob McElhenney yesterday, and there's a character on his show. Her name's Poppy. She does the same thing. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. She's cute. Just adorable. Natalie is 38 today. Uh, we also have, let's see, Taylor Lautner from the Twilight movies. Now, you were Team Taylor, right? Of course I yeah, was. Yeah, he yeah. usually yeah. had his shirt off. So uh, he's, He was uh, rumored to be, by the way, Preston, one of um, Brian Singer's, the director's, I think the term is, that's used in the article, a twink. Oh, you know, really? That... that uh, that that's sort of how he got his way into acting. It's not verified, but that's in this extensive article that came out about all that that sexual stuff going on. With I don't Sarah. like to think about that stuff. I just like to think about Shark Boy. Shark Boy. Oh, yeah. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. You uh, know what? That's a fun movie. It is a fun. Is that the movie. one Stallone's in? No, uh, Sloan's and Spy Kids. Yes, Spy Kids yeah, 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 one yeah, of the yeah. Spy Kids movies. Yeah. Uh, you guys ever seen like Grown Ups too? Yes. I am He's not. all right. So he plays this like meathead frat boy in it. And they're, like, about to, like, get in a fight with Adam Sandler and all those guys. And for some reason, he's just doing, like, like he's trying to intimidate them. So he's just doing backflips for, like, no reason. So you haven't, all right. It's a brilliant comedy. No, actually, it's terrible. But, like, people my age love it for some reason. I know. Because it's it's a family thing. uh, I do need to see. I I never saw either one of those films. I do need to see those. Mm. Uh, So... Yeah, you can probably Watch just the it, other. It's, okay, it's, it's basically Dolores Claver. <laughs> oh, well, then yes, I've seen yes. it. Yeah. I've seen it. Uh, Taylor Lautner celebrates his 28th birthday today. We're watching the video clip now of him getting ready to do backflips. I can see it another time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is Damien Lewis. Damien, it's his birthday, and he is from the show. Billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions. Uh, how many seasons for billions now? Is it two, I think? Uh, no. Oh, God, no. It's like six. Really? Yeah, five or six. It's been out for a while. I didn't know that. You saw him most recently as uh, Steve McQueen in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He looks so much like him he did in a good job. that scene right I agree, at the yeah. Playboy Mansion. So. Billions and but billions and 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 billions. And Homeland as well. So he's celebrating his 49th birthday today. <laughs> Tina Louise. Oh, my God. We actually had her on the show for this little indie movie that she was doing. It was just a couple of years ago. She's 86 years old now. Uh, but Have uh, we seen a recent picture of her at 86? We- I, I did. Not at 86, but at about 84 when we spoke to her. I saw the clip of her in the movie, and she is, you know, she's an elderly woman, but yeah. she looks great for her 80s. She, she looks fantastic. As, I think she's, she, and she hasn't done too much work. I think she kind of looks like the Crib Keeper. <laughs> kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, no, she, on, no she, she looks good. <laughs> for 86, she's doing great. Yeah. So, happy 86 to Tina Louise. Uh, Jeb Bush, former governor of Florida, brother of George W. Bush. 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 <laughs> name is Bush. Name's Bush. <laughs> you know when the next Bush leaves? <laughs> uh, vote for Bush. The whole Bush family. A vote for Bush is a vote for mass transit. Yeah, uh, Jeb is uh, 67 today. He is now uh, quite competitive in the world of parkour. Shut I up. did not know that. Wow. I'd like to see that. Uh, 
another uh, Republican candidate, uh, Sarah Palin, oh. celebrates her birthday today. She and Jeb have the same birthday. Uh, Sarah is a big deal, and she is 56 <laughs> years old. Super big deal. And now she's going through a divorce deal. Oh, yeah. is she going through a divorce deal? A revolver or stone or doorknob or whatever the husband's <laughs> name is. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he actually uh, served her with the uh, divorce. Papers. Wow, yeah. okay. Uh, and then the last birthday, Cheryl Crow, the singer and songwriter. Uh, she turns 58 years old today. There was a time where I had a bit of a crush on Cheryl Crow. I they saw were... her. She was. Uh, she did the uh, Willie Nelson uh, traveling oh, tour yeah, yeah, two, yeah. two years ago, three years ago, and she was great. It was still uh, an awesome show, and she still sounds great as well. I don't know if you remember Preston. She she was in, like, tremendous shape. Yes. She had, you know, oh, yeah, she was yeah. rocking. Most definitely. And she has, as as my friend Marilyn says, the gift, because she could, she could sing, play, write, do every bit of it. Do you know who she played with for the longest time? Michael Jackson's band. Yeah, she was a backup yeah, singer. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and really? she was, so at the time, she was, she's from St. Louis. So, oh, okay. uh, when Michael Jackson, when she came through town, uh, as a backup singer, it was kind of a big deal. It was a big deal. Big deal. <laughs> uh, that, that this local musician had made it to Michael's band. Little did anybody know she was going to go on to have a tremendous success on her yeah. own. So, uh, she celebrates her 58th birthday today, Cheryl Crow. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Who played synthesizer on Stevie Nicks' hit song, Stand Back, 215-263-WMMR, the number? And I am going to go to Tim for the answer. Hey, Tim. Hey, how you doing today? Good, Tim. Who played synthesizer on Stand Back with Stevie Nicks? That would be Prince. It's Prince. Wow. Exactly. Tim, hang on the line. We're going to get your information. Marissa Magnata once is pointing. Is this the music? No, that's billions. I have it. What do you want me to do? Oh, you got the music. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, since you got that right, Tim, hang on the line. <laughs> We're going to give you a pair of... Billions and billions and billions. A pair of movie tickets from Fandango. Everybody the, loves a trip to the movies. It's a billions remix. Uh, don't get <laughs> stuck in line for a sold-out show on Valentine's Day. Reserve your seats with Fandango now and feel the love. Head to Fandango.com. Uh, slash get tickets and Stevie had she had loved Prince. I forgot which song it was particularly that inspired her to write this song with that synthesizer. I bet feel. you know what it is. What? No, it came after "I Would Die for You," but that came after. No, it's this. a Little Red Corvette. Little Red Corvette. Oh, okay. okay. She's driving up to Santa Barbara. Uh, this is something I know off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, of course you do. Uh, but uh, yeah, she heard this song. Come on. But it does have that sound of. It does. Yeah. From "I Would Die for You." Sorry, I was just uh, beatboxing there for a moment. <laughs> I love it. All right, so anyhow, we move on with some of the entertainment stuff. So Vanessa Bryant took to Instagram to open up about the loss of Kobe and her 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Uh, she said, I have been reluctant to put my feelings into words. My brain refuses to accept that both Kobe and Gigi are gone. I can't process both at the same time. It's like I'm trying to process Kobe being gone, but my body refuses to accept my Gigi will never come back to me. It feels wrong. That's a massive <laughs> chunk of your life that just disappears. Yes. Uh, she said, why should I be able to wake up another day when my baby girl isn't able to have that opportunity? I'm so mad. Uh, she had so much life to live. Then I realized I need to be strong and be here for my three daughters. Mad I'm not with Kobe and Gigi, but thankful I'm here with Natalia, Bianca, and Capri. Had they made the deal that they were not going to, they would not ever uh, fly in the same helicopter together? That was yeah, something they had done. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that wild? Exactly. And 
There you go. There you go. It's terrible to say, but the the plan kind of, you know, worked. Mm. Helped keep the family, you know, in some part alive. Uh, She added, I know what I am feeling is normal. It's part of the grieving process. I just wanted to share in case there's anyone out there that's experienced a loss like this. God, I wish uh, they were here and this nightmare would be over. Uh, she ended her heartbreaking post with praying for all the victims of this horrible tragedy. Please continue to pray for all. So sad news. Speaking of Kobe, social media users are voicing their support for Gail King now, who has recently received death threats in light of a recent interview with former WNBA champion Lisa Leslie. Uh, in the interview, King asked if the rape allegations against Kobe complicate the legacy of the NBA legend or whether the entire situation should be left in the past. Leslie responded by saying that it did not complicate his legacy at all, and apparently many fans agree. After the interview, many criticized King for bringing up the issue, including Snoop Dogg. Of course, we talked about that. Uh, Since the interview, King has said that her words were taken out of context. Longtime friend Oprah Winfrey said that King had received death threats. We covered that yesterday. In response, many have gone onto social media using the I Stand With Gale uh, hashtag to voice their support for King because there was a nice stand with Snoop. Yeah, so now they're, they're uh, so. batting. They have decided that they're going to do it this way, Preston. They're going to tie both Snoop Dogg and Gail King going to tie their left hands together and then their right <laughs> hands they're going to hold switchblades. Okay. Oh. And then they're going to fight a la the Michael Jackson video. Yeah, yeah. beat it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I That's agree. Good. A lot of I things should be settled via beat it style. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyhow, that's, uh, that is now happening. All right. I have some, some Oscar recap. We obviously covered some of the stuff yesterday, a few of the red carpet things and some of the, um, uh, you know, obviously all of the awards. Uh, but let's talk about some of the other things. First of all, the ratings were down, uh, Sunday night's Oscar ceremony marks an all time low Wow, with only uh, 23.6 million viewers down around 6 million from last year. Uh, however, uh, the Oscars was still the most watched entertainment program, topping the Grammy Awards and the Golden Globes. So it still does well, you know, but year to year, viewership was still markedly down. Mm. Um, so there's a few different reasons why. And, you know, some of the, the movies, there weren't that many big movies that were blockbusters True. that were in the running. That so, does help. But I, more people watch that Instagram video of you uh, dancing, Preston, than watch the Oscars. Me dancing? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, what do they call it? The uh, with the backpack? The floss? The floss, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. And that's that's a that's a bad indictment of I agree. I agree. the award shows. Listen, I, I know a lot of people don't watch the Oscars because of politics. And, um, you know, and I've talked to a few people. And, and usually it's, be, you know, um, you know, more conservative people won't watch it because it's a, you know, Hollywood liberal and all right. that sort of stuff. And, and I know, you know, I know people on, on both sides of it, but I know that that's a big well, thing. I, I, think it was I watched every second of it because it's my that job. Bad, was it? It, it was okay. Here's what happened, though, and I think this might I'd be curious to see how this played out. The first speech up was political. Mm-hmm. And so people got, I'm going to try it. I'm going to dip my toe in the water and see how it's going to go. And yeah. I wonder what the tune-out factor was after Brad Pitt's yeah. acceptance speech. I mean, you know? it, I mean, it all depends on who you are because there was uh, there was an animated short about um, uh, ethnic hair uh, that won. Yeah. And the guy got up and accepted and he mentioned something. And here's my son going, ooh, I wonder what that is. And he looked up the information about what's called the Crown Act. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it got him interested in it. So I'm like, okay, right. that's cool. Yeah. You know? By the way, that uh, hair is now available for free on YouTube if you want to watch it. I watched it yesterday. It's eight minutes long. It's great. Excellent. Yeah, nice. so if it did if, look it looked cool. If you're cool. interested in seeing it, it's a, an interesting look into a world I had very little knowledge about. And then, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, I thought, delivered a really, really thoughtful, 
nice speech, but you know, people were like, "Who's awake?" Pe- well, people yeah. are pissed off about that. They're like, "You know how much water it takes to grow one almond?" Oh, oh, the it, milk stuff. Yeah. yeah. Is, is this going to surprise you? Is it going to surprise you that people are agitated about this? Oh man, that's why I I. Yeah. I don't look at what other people say about those things anymore. Exactly. And I'm happier for it. Yeah. I form my own opinion, and I try not to, you know, listen to other people, how they make noise about it. Anyway, I'm going to move on to some more frivolous things. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get, yeah. frivolous. get frivolous on our ass. Hearts broke across the country Sunday when Leonardo showed up with his girlfriend, Camila Marone. Why? The first romantic date he has brought to an award show in 15 oh, years. Oh, wow. The last date, her name is Camilla Marone. Okay. He usually brings his mom, does he not? No, I I, think he goes by himself. Yeah, the last being Giselle Bundchen, his then-girlfriend in 2005. When the two didn't pose for photos on the red carpet, they were seen laughing and getting along. Uh, I should say, while the two didn't pose for photos on the red carpet, they were seen laughing and getting along throughout the night, sitting prominently in... Yeah, the first row, I do want to point out, because Janelle Monet came out and she was singing, she was trying to get the audience to sing, and she was putting the microphone in some from the celebrities' faces, and I don't know what the line was, but when it was like, la, 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 or something yeah. like that, and Leonardo's like, la, 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 <laughs> he did not want to be part I of that despise when you are there, and the, and the people on stage come in and try to get you going and i know it's you to sing of, and yeah. stuff yeah I'm, I'm here to watch i don't want to do this exactly. i don't i don't want to okay rum tum tucker go to someone else <laughs> uh marone who is significantly younger 22 years old has been dating the actor since 2017 uh she has commented on the age gap telling the los angeles times that there's so many relationships around hollywood and i don't care have you seen how much money he has and in the history of the world where people have had large age gaps, I just think anyone should be able to date who they want to date. So, That's really a, a big thing to say. Yeah, so. I'd make it work too. Yeah, she's very, she's very courageous, Kathy, that she's able to put up with that. She's a strong twenty-two-year-old. Uh, let's see. Also, in the world of the Oscars, even though Jennifer Lopez didn't get a nomination for her role in Hustlers, she still stole the show at the after party. Oh, did she ever? She donned a plunging neckline and super high slit. Look at my vagina. Hitting the town with hubby A-Rod. Her oh. slit was super high. Absolutely. And her neckline was plunging, apparently. I think there's a rip in your dress. Oh, no, that's my vagina. (laughs) Goes all the way up to mid-stomach. And then one other thing. This is pretty funny. Uh, Even though Keanu Reeves brought his mother as his date to the Oscars, the presence of ageism has sucked him back into another social media frenzy because fans seem to have mistaken his mother for his girlfriend, Alexander Grant, Who's only forty-seven years oh, old? Oh man! But she has silver yes. hair, yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> everybody thought that was his girlfriend, and it was actually his mom. You know why? Because in Hollywood, he's performing one of the major sins. He's dating someone within seven to eight years of his own age, right? And people, older, they can't fathom it. Yep, exactly. So uh, those were a couple of the outside things that happened uh, via the Oscars. Uh, other stuff, YouTube recently released a new documentary series called Justin Bieber Seasons about the recent events in the singer's life. Not only did it set an initial an initial record for the most expensive exclusive content deal, huh. uh, but it just set another. It is YouTube's most viewed premiere. 
made thirty two point five million viewers. So this in. him and his battle with uh, uh, Lyme disease. Lyme disease. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's just called Justin Bieber seasons. So seasons I guess he's of had, Bieber. He's had a few things happen recently. He's kind yeah. of turned his life around. He's uh, found religion. Gotten more spiritual. He's had the you know uh, Lyme disease and uh, so on. So I, I don't know if it just covers. One or two of those things, or what? But I mean, listen. I saw a picture online yesterday of him, and I don't know how recent the picture was, but he looked bad. I mean, he looked yeah. like Jiminy Cricket from uh, on, Pinocchio. Uh, no, no, Cricket from uh, It's Always Sunny. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Cricket. Was he? Was yeah. he wearing a top hat and carrying a tiny little cane? <laughs> he was not. You guys, do you watch It's yeah, Always do, Sunny? Yeah, yeah but right. the guy goes by Jiminy Cricket. It's it's Cricket. It's Cricket. It's a playoff of Jiminy Cricket. Okay, so you not... said Jiminy Cricket. I, I know immediately I thought I of the animated character, the <laughs> beloved <laughs> Disney character. I'm trying when he was to. A star. You look like Donald Duck. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on now. He looks like Steamboat Willie. Uh, let's see. Presley Gerber, the son of supermodel Cindy Crawford, took to Instagram Live in order to clear up his reasons for getting a tattoo on his cheek. Mm. All right, hey guys. <laughs> You know, I wrote it a word on my face. Uh, Which he has received backlash for. And I've not seen it. I've just read this story. That's it. And the the only thing I have is a quote from him that says, if I thought it was going to ruin my face, I wouldn't have done it. Really? Well, that's how stupid he is. He, he, um... He, what is the word that he, it's one word and it's, um. It's, what, the word on his face? Yeah. Do you misunderstood. Remember? Misunderstood, right. So it's under his uh, eye on, high up on his cheek. It's a thin line, but mm. it's still stupid. He's a male model, as is his sister, Kaya Gerber. Uh, and I don't know why you would do that. A male, you're a model. Yeah. And you've just. Ruined you've your just career. just ruined exactly your product. Oh my God! Now he has he's, tattoos. He's got a he lot has, of tattoos. He has yeah. no tattoos on his face. He's got it's, some on his neck. Yeah, all over yeah. his hands. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. okay, whatever. No, you, you can know. judge. It's all right. I, you know, I, your face. There's, there's. Don't no, do if, it. If you get something, a statement or whatever, it happens to be slightly regrettable. You can always, always find a way to make that less conspicuous. Yes, but when it's on your face, short of wearing, it's hard. Short of wearing a, a mask. It, it, you're, it's always going to be there. You have to use like a it's, fake Nick beard to cover all that. Yeah. And yeah. in the post, I guess he posted a photo and it, mm. the caption just said, sorry, mom. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you see Amber Rose? Amber Rose has a tattoo along the top part of her, highest part of her forehead. Her hairline? Yeah. Okay. So she's, her head's always shaved and it's sort of calligraphy. It looks lovely. But what are you going to do with that? I couldn't yeah. even read what it said, but it's big. Okay. I'm I'm... <laughs> I'm sort of coming around on face tattoos. You gonna get one? No, no, I would never get one. But uh, I will give you a hundred dollars. A hundred? If you get a Jiminy Cricket tattoo, (laughs) it's Rickety Cricket. By the way, I I was I I was drawing a blank. It's Rickety Cricket. There it is, Preston. It's up on the screen here in the studios. That's. So you are coming around on face tattoos? I won't. I wouldn't want any of my children to. Listen, if you're, I met these guys at the tattoo convention, right? Uh, they were once, the coolest guys. They were smoking cigarettes. <laughs> they, were, they were smoking cigarettes, and they were wearing leather. I was like, "Wow, man, can you blow smoke rings?" Um, one one guy, and they listen to the show. Uh, their guy's name is Dave. Yeah, he's got a um, <laughs> he's got a D that's kind of like tattooed into his beard line for Dave. It, it, for Dave. <laughs> 
And I could see why you're coming around. Uh, listen, he he and his buddy, they both like concrete. They're both just <laughs> big. They both they, like they, they are like concrete. concrete. It's not that they actually like concrete. Oh, I, said, I said they both They're like fans of concrete, concrete. sacrete, I thought, I thought and various gravel. What did he say? Lay. Lay concrete. I thought oh. you said like. I, I did thought too. they both like concrete. I was like wondering. Concrete. <laughs> huge fan of They're cement. Big, big fans of concrete. Asphalt They're big fans just of. Just love it. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Metamorphic oh. and sedimentary. And, yeah. So, okay. So what does that have to do with it anyway? Because. Listen, they lay concrete for a living. What the hell does it matter if they, you know, like right. they face that things or whatever? They're, they're not your lawyer, you know. They're not a judge on the bench or where, you know, somebody that you would not want to have face tattoos. Uh, if someone wants to do it, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, in this case, we're questioning a male model whose livelihood depends on his looks getting a word tattooed on his face that will always have to be attended to whenever he does something. Sure, the, but he already the, has tattoos on his neck as well. I mean, so here, clearly it's not that big of a deal. Here's an argument for you yeah. for why it's a bad idea, okay? Yeah. So, in in human interaction, and when you start to meet someone for the first time, whatever the scenario may be, you engage in um, eye contact and facial reading of emotions and things like that. Yeah. If you have stuff written or placed on your face, it's a distraction from that. And okay. I, I think it's a lack of, of being able to communicate effectively. Now, if, if it's a lifelong friend or you're used to seeing that all the time, certainly. But I, I think just for basic communication... Uh, you may want to stay away from a face tattoo. Well, there's a case to be made also. You look at a guy like Post Malone, mm-hmm. who I've come around on. Uh, yeah, yeah and, I like and, him. And that's, that's, his, that's his thing now. His got signature. it. He's yeah. not a male model. Right. He got a, he got a recent one that's a, did you see the, the new one? It looks like a spinning saw blade big on his cheek that's like cutting through his and cheek. And it still looks ridiculous <laughs> on his face. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird, you yeah. know? Uh, it's distracting. But what about like a giant mole on somebody's face? Are you going to tell them to get that removed because yes. it's distracting? If possible, yes. <laughs> yes. Very distracting when yes. we talk to you. Yes. Can you get that removed? I have a Facebook page. <laughs> and take called... your friend with the face tattoo. <laughs> You don't like that. There's a great line from Uncle Buck where he goes, why don't you go down to the sump dump and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face? A woman's got a big mole on her face. Mole, 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 mole. All right, well, anyhow, we're moving on. I have other stories for you. Just when you thought the college admissions scandal was dying down, new legal filings are bringing it right back into the spotlight. The fake athletic profile for Olivia J. Giannulli, daughter of uh, Lori Laughlin, has been released and details the specific inaccuracies that were used to help Giannulli gain entrance to the popular University of Southern California. Some claims in the falsified document created by scam mastermind Rick Singer include statements that Giannulli has, quote, been successful in both men's and women's boats and that she is skilled in awareness, organization, direction, and steering. Uh, the profile also claims that she has won two gold medals and participated in noteworthy regards. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Good for her. She won all those medals and never once sat in the boat. Not once. Uh, her mother and father have been charged with three counts of conspiracy. So those were some of the claims that yeah. were in the... And she uh, meddled in taekwondo, too, probably. Yeah, we doubt it. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle attended an event in Miami Thursday and made their first public appearance together since stepping down from their royal duties. Uh, the Buckingham Palace, uh, Buckingham Palace said that uh, Harry did indeed deliver a speech at J.P. Morgan event held at one hotel in South Beach. The so-called Alternative Investment Summit was attended by billionaires. Billions. <laughs> uh, during his address... Harry told uh, those gathered that he has been in therapy for the past three years over his mother 
uh, Princess Diana's death. Is there t- what was the what was the lecture about? What was the talk about? Um, that's a good question. Um, By the I, way, I've been in therapy for quite a long while. Right. <laughs> Is that what we're here I to? This was a business thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I lay back on a couch. He spoke about mental health and how he has been in therapy for the past few years to try to overcome the trauma of losing his mother. He talked about how the events of his childhood affected him and that he has been talking to a mental health professional. He also touched on Megxit, saying while it has been very difficult on him and Megan, he does not regret their decision to step down as senior roles, royals because uh, he wants to protect his family. And he does not want Megan and their son Archie to go through what he did as a child. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the topic of conversation was supposed to be, but I don't know. he ended up going face down. Face tattoos, probably. Going down that path. Here's why I stand on face tattoos. Let's say if you were into concrete <laughs> and wanted to get a large letter D on your beard line, I'd be totally down with that. Uh, 18-year-old daughter of Dwayne The Rock Johnson has signed with the WWE. Wow. And began training at its performance center. That's four generations. Yeah. Because his dad just passed away, what, a week or two ago, and his, his grandfather was a wrestler as well. I didn't know his grandfather did. Yeah, yeah. His grandmother was Sergeant Slaughter. That's not true. <laughs> You're making that up. No, that's a fact. <laughs> Simone Johnson will represent a fourth generation of wrestling in her family. Follows in the footsteps of not only her father, but also her grandfather, Rocky Johnson. Did you see his uh, eulogy for his dad? No. It no. was it was wonderful. And he, he was up there and they were showing footage of them wrestling together. And it was, it was, it was terrific. Yeah, so not only uh, her grandfather, Rocky Johnson, but great-grandfather, High Chief Peter Mavia. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Gum Gum Sergeant Slaughter. Both of whom <laughs> gum, are gum in the WWE <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yep. Uh, so she's going to be a wrestler. Yep. <laughs> All right. And then uh, one last thing. This isn't really celebrity oriented, but I thought it was pretty cool and does have its ties in Hollywood, therefore in the trash. Uh, a man in Wisconsin who has been collecting Indiana Jones memorabilia for more than 35 years had a custom home built to house all of his items. Michael Miller says that he started collecting at age 14, and his first item was the collector's edition VHS of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Then, three decades later, he had a custom home built in Wilson, Sheboygan County. Sheboygan? To hold all the treasures he's collected. Uh, The home's Indiana Jones uh, room features a 19-foot ceiling, special stud work for stability, custom-made curio cabinets, and special environmental controls for temperature and humidity. There's a show on MeTV, Preston, that I really enjoy. It's called Collector's Corner. Okay. And uh, it's all these people. And so uh, Blair from the Facts of Life, Lisa Welchel, um, is is the host. Oh, yeah? And it's if it's something you're into, even if it's not, if the guy's pretty engaging, but some, sometimes they'll have these guys who just do these intense searches for these things, and they'll have an appraiser stand there. And there was one about two weeks ago where the guy's sure... This collection's worth a lot. Oh, no. And the guys, I paid paid $100 for this back in 1965. And how much do you think it's worth? It's probably in that range now. Yeah. Like, like it had nothing appreciated. Yeah. Like, well, it didn't appreciate. Literally everything was, yeah, literally everything was the same. <laughs> See, like, and at the end, well, I, I had hoped it would actually be a little bit more uh, worthwhile, but I guess I wasted my life. Dude, I went, uh, so I'm cleaning out my house, and I wanted to finally get rid of my X-Men comic book collection because it was just right. taking up so much space, and I don't read them anymore. My no. kids don't read them, 
And so I'm like, all right, I need to go. And so I went to my local comic shop, and the guy that worked there, Jason, he's <laughs> rifling through everything. And, and like every like 50 ones, he'd, he'd pull out one, and go, all right, you might want to hang on to that. Blah 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 blah. He's going to this, and he gets done with all of them. You know, I've got hundreds. Right, of them. right. And he goes. I can put these in my dollar bin, probably. So, wow. yeah, yeah. He goes, um, probably best to just give them to somebody you know. And I was like, oh, yeah. Man. So <laughs> you go in there so with when the mindset. I, when, at the time when I bought them, it just wasn't a pop. It, it, it was uh, they they just weren't considered collectible. I mean, you know, did they, you have a dollar figure, just a ballpark dollar figure when you walked in, and what you thought you might be offered? Yeah, a couple hundred bucks. Okay, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Twenty bucks is all I would have gotten for pretty much all of them. That's basically what happened with yeah. this dude. He yeah, had a whole bunch of like, stuff. It's like, oh my god! So I gave him all to Nick Murphy. I'm like, yeah. here, you got a young son. He's into he's into genre stuff. See if yeah. you can see if he likes them. So uh, he went after him. By the way, this guy said his collection is dedicated to Harrison Ford, uh-huh. and that he won't collect any items for future Indiana Jones films unless Harrison is involved in them. But he had a whole house created just well, for his memorabilia. He's supposed to be in Indiana Jones Five, which comes out next year, or is tentatively going to come out next year. Okay. Harrison Ford. Uh, the Blue Emu. Search for the Blue Emu. Search yeah. <laughs> it's got some... I mean, Spielberg's attached to it. We've heard of a bird called the Blue Emu. Its sweat can relieve joint pain. <laughs> but, yeah, it doesn't stink. It does not stink. Well, then how am I going to find it? That's right. <laughs> All right. Your, your bloodhounds won't work on this trip, Dr. Jones. <laughs> because it doesn't stink. <laughs> All right, we're ready for clips. Here we go. Bravo's Vanderpump Rules doesn't hold back when it's time to show the cutthroat environment of the restaurant business. In this clip, Stassi- is that what it's about? Yeah, I didn't. Know. I, I had didn't know. no idea. In this clip, Stasi Schroeder reveals the current status of her and her former friend uh, Kristen Dotes. Relationship. Here we go. I don't really think it's a secret that we're not doing well. I I love her. I'll always love her. I think we're both hoping that, you know, we get to a point where we understand each other. But right now, it's it's not the best. Uh, New episode of Vanderpump Rules airs tonight, 9 o'clock. That is on Bravo. Here's the next clip. Mixed dish. Explores how life can be different for children growing up in a family of mixed races. In this clip, Christina Anthony explains why her character, Aunt Denise, is important to the show. Here we go. She's developing as a character as I'm developing as an actress. You know when Denise comes in the room. She's not afraid to be there. She's not afraid to voice her opinion. Um, And I think that's something that really is needed, especially for the children to be able to look to this strong female lead and a strong black woman who's raising them, who's also childless. Holy no way! I probably said that incorrect. Should be Aunt Denise. Aunt. Most likely. Yes. Aunt. Uh, a new episode of Mixed Ish airs at 9 tonight, and that is on ABC. It's part of the Ish series. Is there, are there, there, are, there are a couple of Ish yes. in uh, School Ish or what, the one where she's away at college? I don't know. There's uh, so many yeah. damn shows I There's, can't keep track It's too much. And then there's cotton-ish about the Jewish family. Oh. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, I have, by the way, a $50 Acme gift card. We'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Of course, a Valentine's Day on Friday. Acme makes it easy to impress that special someone. Don't forget 
The sweets for your sweetheart. You can find Valentine message cookie cakes, cupcakes, and fresh dipped chocolate-covered strawberries Uh all at your local Acme. So they want to get the word out. If you need to uh, get your provisions for Valentine's Day, you've got to head to your local Acme. Caller number 12, giving you a $50 gift card, 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. We are going to take a break. We have uh, actor and director Tom McCarthy and actor Winslow Fagley, who are going to be here in our studio from Timmy Failure. Mistakes were made on Disney Plus. Stopping by later on. Chance to win some cash with our friend Dr. Odds and more. We'll be back in just a moment. The President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Thanks, Kath. Uh, interesting little factoid about the state of Pennsylvania. Did you know it is the only state in the entire nation that does not allow local police departments to use speed radar? Yes. The only state in the, in the entire I country. I didn't know it was the only state, but I knew we weren't allowed. Yeah. Didn't allow local police districts to use radar. I was, uh, when I first moved here over 25 years ago, I was, I was shocked to find that out because in Missouri... Oh my God! Do they use the radar? The local police yeah. like crazy. So you got to watch. Seen, like, I feel like I've seen them though. No, they sit, but state, they but they don't have the actual have radar the gun. gun. Yeah, state huh. troopers, yes. State not, troopers, yes. Oh, state okay. police do. So so Pennsylvania state police can use yeah. the okay. All right, yeah, all right. this is local police. Okay, so that uh, departments right, do not right. use radar. So in your neighborhood, they can't use. They're it. not going to. They're not going to be using uh, uh, the radar, which is interesting because. I, I see police sitting in spots yes. that, that are that are local in my community, specifically in front of my my daughter's middle school. There's a cop that sits, you know, because school zones are they're very rigid on absolutely. And uh, and uh, I will see you know a, a cop sitting there almost every day waiting to get people. I'm like, how do they get them? I, I well, it's a speed trap. There's a there's two lines and they time them between. Yeah, the they pacing or not yeah. pacing, but they yeah they use a stopwatch. I guess I assume it's a stopwatch. Yeah, if you ever look on their dashboard, there's an abacus. Oh, okay. okay. They flip through those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I always found that amazing that uh, we're the only state that does not use it. Now there is a new bill that could change that. How much is it? No, it's oh, it, oh no, I'm it's, sorry, it's a I, bill. I, I misunderstood. Yeah, you don't have to pay. I, we're already paying a lot here. Uh, municipal police departments across the state are pressured to engage in traffic enforcement, but officers said that they have their hands tied when it comes to speeding drivers. A bill being introduced in the state house would allow local police officers to use radar. Uh, police officers say they support the bill. Most of the people who are opposed to it are concerned that collecting money would be a motivating factor for officers. You know, people believe in these quotas that they yes, have. Yep, uh-huh. um, however, the current bill puts uh, bills put a limit on the amount of money municipal departments can collect through speed enforcement. Well, I don't know. So up in New York, it's my understanding, and it seemed to be that the local police did have radar. They'd be, you know, you'd, you'd be driving along, and, and sure. you'd, you'd see them sitting there, and they'd it look like a radar gun, you know? Yeah, I'm sure uh, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was it was quite frequent. I never, I always remember those those radar guns, though, and seeing the cops equipped thusly in areas where there was a traffic issue, where there was a, you know, like near a school or something where it was obviously an issue. But I never, you know, it, it didn't seem like it was like a, a big revenue grab. And you know, speaking of, of speed limits and so on, let me let me get your guys' take on this. So, if if you're on a road that has a forty mile an hour speed limit, yes, and you know you're doing forty five miles an hour, whatever, yeah, um, and someone gets behind you and starts tailgating you, that's out of line, right? 
I mean, I'm already going over the speed limit. Yeah, I agree. I and think... if you know, I, I never do. I never get that from somebody. I'm like, what? What do you want out of me? You want me to do 60 miles an hour? You know what I so mean? So let me ask you. If you're on a road that is 40 miles an hour, are you doing 45 or are you doing closer to 50? 45. Okay. I mean, roughly, I, well, I don't know. It depends yeah. on, you know, some some uh, streets that are 40 miles an hour actually do have residential, they have houses that have driveways that come out to right. that, which is wild to me. I'm like, it's, yep. I can't imagine pulling out of your driveway. <laughs> and, yeah, you got yeah. to do like hour. a J turn to get out of your driveway. And so when it's roads like that, yeah, man, I'll back off and I'll try to do the speed limit because of that. But if they're if they're fairly rural and wide open, yeah, I'll do 45, 50 miles an hour. But I don't think you ought to get on my ass. No, and you, it's I'm a, already going over the speed limit. Yeah. You're already doing more. It, it pisses me off. And I know you know where you're going to get that a lot if you ever go down Lancaster. So I'll I'll go. I figure ten miles an hour. Above is, is a grace speed. I think most police officers we've had on air said that's kind of the way that they they look at it. But you, if you're doing that and then the person they're right up on your ass, I agree. It drives me crazy. Yeah. So, uh, Preston, I got a text from a, a friend who's a police officer, a local police officer, not a state um, officer, a state cop, and he says um, yeah, to put it delicately, it's effing bullcrap. Um, <laughs> it's very difficult to run speed in a lot of places, and collecting money is bullcrap too. He said most of the time the money that is earned from tickets is completely washed out with the OT paid for the officer to have to go to court to fight this. Oh. So so any money that they're made, they so lose anyway. A, a, nothing. And um, so local police officers would very much be in favor of a uh, radar system. So yeah. more people fight it than just pay it? Uh, I guess enough people uh, fight it so that He's it, saying it you washes fight a, it off. a regular ticket, not a radar ticket, right? Correct, yeah. All right. And by the way, technically, if you go one mile over the limit, you, you can get a ticket. Yeah. I mean, that's a limit. Is that the is, law? Well, the word is limit. That means that's as high right. as you can go. Oh, yeah. Do we know how this, how the law itself is written, though? Is 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 there an accommodated grace? I forget. But no, at some I point don't think so. Now. I've always understood that that by the letter of the law, but no points. So if you, yeah, if you're yeah going, exactly. If you're going five miles an hour to ten, like it's one point, and I'm not. This isn't accurate, so don't, no. don't quote yeah. me on it. But, it. but that's how it worked. That you could get a ticket for going over the speed limit, but you're not going to get any points on your record if it, unless it's in between uh, like five and ten or ten and fifteen, et cetera. And and most officers have their own self imposed sort of threshold, right? Sure. So like some, it might be one, yeah. right? Oh God, I would hate to go better. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it, no, it might be. But some people are five, six, eleven. You know, where my buddy Steve lives in Missouri, he's like, when when you drive from this spot to this spot, he's like. A, there's always a cop there. B, you go one mile over the limit, they will get you. Make sure that you are paying attention. Do you know where that happens? Right out here. So if you, uh, right in front of the building, if you go down, uh, um, really, as, as you get off City Line and come up Presidential, you know the curve, yeah, around the building that looks like it's uh, some sort of Asian influence on it or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you pass by that building. That whole street, and it says strictly enforced. I've seen pull, people pulled over for mm-hmm. going 30 miles an hour. It's 25 miles an hour. All right, so I the, think they call that building the Pagoda, by the way. The Pagoda. The same cop just texted me and said, Preston, you're incorrect, that it's six miles an hour over uh, and for state police and 10 for local cops. That they, that they are not allowed to pull you over? This is from a cop. That's pretty stupid. Well, probably Why because, have a limit? Why, well, is, why use the word limit? It's probably because it is... Uh, Easier to uh, not harder to fight in court. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. oh, like I, I would say, I would think a judge would be less inclined to uh, throw out uh, something that was like ten miles over the speed limit rather than. I think one you, mile I think you set a limit, limit, understanding a a a uh, a grace 
Mileage. And they ought to put that uh, on the side. Yeah. Limit yeah. with the grace period with, yeah, it, with yeah. a grace speed of five miles. Right, an hour. but you have to put something up there. I've heard this or else, before. Or else you put up a sign that says twenty five to thirty five miles an hour. Five you're fine, ten you're mine. And and okay. I've, I've heard cops say that in the past. So if you're going five miles an hour over, you're not gonna get pulled over. But ten, you're in trouble. Wow. Okay. Well maybe it varies from state to state. I don't know, because I was told by hmm. Uh, police, when I grew up, that you go one mile and over, uh, Alan, we can technically pull you over. In New York, I was always, if the glove doesn't fit, you must have quit. Yeah, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a, a street near my house that is, there's a, threth, a threshold where it's 45 and then it, it, it becomes 35. And the problem is where it's 35 is you're going downhill. I hate so, that. So you have to, like, that. ride and it's and it's a straightaway. I mean, it's a road that, you, for all intents and purposes, should be a fifty mile per hour road. But so you just have to ride, and and there's you always see cops there, and you have to ride the brake. You know, like is this cop like is this a thirty five mile I per think hour cop you or should is this just, a forty cop? You know, they should post on the side of your car. I'm a forty mile an hour cop. Yeah. Here's a it says cop here in New Jersey. I can pull you for one mile an hour. One mile an hour over. Mm-hmm. Will I? No. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, so I guess maybe it depends on... State I have state. been pulled over for one mile an hour over. I yeah. was pulled over in Nebraska for going 66 miles an hour in a 65-mile-an-hour <laughs> zone. And I happened to have something on my car at that point, rental plates. Uh-huh. So they knew I wasn't going to come back and fight it. Right. Yeah. Right. They can get you. Is part of the problem with uh, with radar that it's it can be inac- inaccurate? Yes. So I think especially people, if they're microwaving a burrito. No, on no, the no, dashboard. no, no. I think that's always been sort of the the <laughs> argument against it is that the equipment is quote unquote inaccurate and you, that therefore you can fight it. But when you find it in court, you usually fight it and find out when it was last calibrated. Right. Yeah, I've never done it because I'm always guilty and right. I sell drugs. Also, what it, I mean, if you're doing the stopwatch and the, and the that'd be um, less reliable, trap, I would that, even think. Right? Yeah. I don't mm. know. Can you just use like a regular BB gun? Would that give you an accurate? How do you do that? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, you're you're like got the mind of a lawyer. Uh, hang on, let me go to. I have uh, Barry, who's a local police officer. Hi, Barry. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gagzooks. Gagzooks, what's up, Barry? Hey, so what? Uh, so I'm a local cop. And I'm not going to say where at, but um, I think what most cops get after is when they're pulling people over, it's for the the safety of of the community and not necessarily like a oh, one mile an hour over. Yeah. And I mean, I think it depends on, you know, like a day like today, how rainy it is. And at this time with kids walking around, if, if someone's driving a little recklessly, then that, that gives the cop more of a reason to pull someone over. Sure. Barry, I, mean, I, I, granted, yeah, I've, I've seen, and you're, you're right because like, and, and just this morning that was what you're saying is completely validated. If you ever go down Lincoln drive, there's a section of the road that where the the, uh, the the concrete has been taken out so much they've they've made the whole thing bright orange because people take it too fast they come screaming down the road and I, so you see that and, and a lot of the times the, when I see someone pulled over it's because of overtly dickish driving you know I, I sometimes I'll see people going above the speed limit but you know it's usually that case and so for you that's really what sets you off when you pull someone over correct. Yeah, like especially like for kids and stuff like that. Like it's so dangerous with kids running around for school buses out in the suburbs and stuff like that. Like that's that's the my biggest thing. Yeah, I, a lot of times. So Preston, I, I like to sell weapons. Uh, you know, uh, across state lines. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. But you got to be safe. You got to do this. You got all this these ammo and explosives in your car. If you get into a crash, it's going to be a problem. Barry, it says here on my screen that uh, Roosevelt Boulevard is going to be getting radar. 
Uh, the the news was putting out something that they're getting speed cameras, kind of like how DC has them. Yeah, oh. speed so cameras. Yeah, that, that that gets that gets rid of the whole discretion thing. They just see license plate speed, and then boom, you get tickets. Right, right, exactly. So there's if you, there is a part of Long Thanks, Roosevelt uh, Boulevard where you where you go into the bridge, one of the bridges, and the, you see the, uh, the the speed readouts. You see them? Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're all over. Well, the Well, and the, the speed limit on the boulevard itself changes all the time. So it's fifty five, and I don't actually maybe it's never fifty five on the boulevard, uh, but it's forty five in stretches. Wasn't it AAA? You had you reported AAA reported a stretch of Roosevelt as one of the most dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fatalities in yeah. the country. Uh, it's one of the most dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, a lot of people are pointing out that uh, one of the reasons that uh, that they need to give you a uh, a leeway in uh, the uh, the speed is because not all speedometers are one hundred percent accurate. Right. Huh. Not not radar guns, but your own speedometer. I had a car that I swear swear told me I was going ten miles an hour slower than I actually was. You probably were I right. I got yeah. several tickets for that and I clearly I would and I'm here I am trying to plead my case to the cop who's yeah. pulling me over, which is <laughs> null and void. It doesn't work. You gotta go to the judge. And I'm like, dude, I saw you guys at, down the road uh-huh. and I specifically was doing right. fifty five miles an hour and I got tagged for sixty five. And perhaps wow. President Washington could convince yeah. you. <laughs> and my dad, my dad did not believe me because I was like 19 yeah. at the time uh-huh. and he did not believe me. So we took I'm like, you you get in my car. I'm going to get in your car. Let's get out and ride next to each other. Yeah. And you do the speed limit. I'll do mine. And, and let's see. Right. And sure enough, he's like, you were right. He, yeah. got, wow. pulled over. he got pulled over. <laughs> he got pulled over. No, it was it was off. Yeah. And I was like, I just needed to be vindicated with my dad. That well, then, for, to accommodate that, that buffer and yeah. that, that everything's not 100% calibrated correctly across all cars, that makes right. sense. Well, so, all right. So, speaking calibration, like, you, you can't. You can't just trust that the machines are going to be correct, right? So if you're going to have these speed radars that you're just going to get a ticket from, you know, like they have in D.C., and I've gotten clipped on this. My my wife has been getting uh, tickets for going through an easy pass in Delaware where she pays the easy pass, and for some reason it doesn't register. Huh. And she's gotten clipped like Four or five times. I and think the, 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 the easy pass thing is a whole other subject because you have the, like the transponders and some and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, that, like that. but she, that's so easy though. If you get a, if you get a ticket through Easy Pass, all you do is they connect it to your Easy Pass transponder no, and they make it go away. That's the thing. She doesn't have a transponder. She's paying. She's literally paying with her money. But then she can't go through Easy Pass. She's she's. So is she going to the booth? You know how some booths say Easy Pass and tickets. Yeah, she's going through that booth, and then for some reason, if she's behind somebody that's in an Easy Pass, that's not registering, and then she's getting clipped for them. But even though she's that's paying. weird. Yeah. Well, they also that's have weird. you call it booth. So, you call yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, she's got Zhang under her receipts, and yeah, because while we're getting stuff in the mail, and then there's a picture of her in our car, well, and the, a picture of our license receipt. plate. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't most Easy Pass going to go away now because of the, they're simply just grabbing when you go through the toll booth, regardless of uh, yeah, they were talking about just doing the plates, just doing the plates. Yeah, eventually right? it's going to get to that. Right. So, we'll I mean, the, 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 the recogni- <clears throat> recognition ID or the, the whatever the system is, uh, it's mm. pretty accurate. By the way, in another <clears throat> story of uh, of you know driving and being on the road and so forth, uh, Nevada. 
is doing away with the parallel parking requirement on its driving test. That's what got me the first time when I failed. And that's the reason. Uh, the spokesman for the Department of Motor Vehicles uh, said they eliminated the parallel parking from driving tests as of January 13th because it leads to too many retests. Nick. Well, shouldn't that how it be? Like, if exactly. you're, if you're yeah. failing, you need, you need to improve your Honestly. driving ability. Nick, you had to parallel park? Uh, I, the second time, I did not. The second time, I had to do a three-pointer. And the first time, I had to do parallel parking, and my uh, tire clipped the curb and uh, automatic failure. Because uh, you, you, you ran over a bassinet. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it was in, it was like an obstacle course. We're the same age. I never had the t- parallel park. It changed. Are from you t- kidding? Yeah. yeah, it changed that, from test to test. That was a major okay. part of yeah. my test. Were you Were you prepared for it? What parallel parking? Yeah. No, I never had to practice. You it. knew. You knew you didn't have to do it. Yeah. We ha- I had to do it. I didn't have to. I, yeah, I, but I'm older than you. It was that like was the main <laughs> fear. It was like the big last thing. You're like, oh, my God, I got a parallel park at the end. You know what I mean? Oh, or the thing. Did you have to do the thing where you're up on two tires driving down a, a very narrow alleyway? Well, I was good at that. Good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay. I, I thought- never had to parallel park. In fact, for the <laughs> longest time, I used to win. Uh, I was a lifeguard at this one swim club. If I had the parallel park when I was getting to work, I would park the car out front. I would go get my manager. I'm like, can you go park my car for me? <laughs> I was, you, yeah. You know how can to do it now? Oh, my God. I need my hiney white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so good at it now. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's happening is because all the technology. But, you know, no matter how good the technology is, and I had like the uh, the the Volvo had, uh, you know, that I was uh, uh, endorsing for a while. Great car. Yeah. It had that parallel park technology. The However, driver. you, the driver assist, yeah. you Honestly, it's an e. Most of them are easy scenarios. Yeah. I parallel parked, and you have as well, Preston. I know in super tight situations, and yeah. I can do it. Yeah. But uh, if if it's a really sort of easy parallel park, the car can do it. There was a time where I had a, an apartment in the city, and uh, I learned. I mean, I already knew how to parallel yeah. park, but I knew, I learned how yeah. to to do it in tight spots <laughs> and anytime. <laughs> yeah. Now yep. it's it's not as impressive. I, I uh, parallel parked when we were doing uh, the Hoagie Fest down at uh, Independence Hall. I, I got into a really, really tight spot. And I kind of bragged about it. But at the same time, you have these backup cameras. And you can, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, it's so much it's, easier. It's, and now, like, my car has a ca- camera in the front and the back. So I can see everything. It's kind of like cheating. No, it's not. But it's it's a standard. Listen, the the old it used to be quite standard when you were parking the old way, the way the bumpers were configured. Tap, 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 <laughs> tap, and that's how you would you know you you wouldn't ram the car, but you'd know. Okay, I can go this far. And that that's was how my dad learned. Everyone had little smudges on their bumpers, yeah. but He's that's like, why they're called bumpers. Like yeah. you yeah. should be able to use them. <laughs> right? the bumpers for yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, but now I listen. I even if you're you're not. So, if, even if you don't have to do that, you should definitely learn because the last thing you want to do is be in Center City and you see a spot that you can park in yeah. and there's people behind you. And if you don't get that thing in pretty quick, man, you're just going to get the ire from everybody. So consideration here, and I've done this many times. If I pull into, if I see a spot that's a that's a spot I can get into, and I look at the cars on each side, I'm like, is this mother effer going to clip me when they pull out? And, yeah. I, and that you also have to assess that. Oh yeah, the risk factor. Yep. Yeah, most oh definitely. man, and and also leave your. I I like to leave myself enough room one way or the other to tailgate. No, because you never know like who's going to leave before you. And if they're going to park right up against your bumper, you know, when, when you're parallel parking? Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, you you need to you need to think about, am I going to be able to get out of this when I have to leave? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Uh, let me see. We have some other calls. Uh, I have uh, Tom, who is a, re- a retired police officer, can address the radar questions. Hey, Tom, good morning. Good morning. How are you, 
Good, man. So, Tom, were you a local police officer? I used to be a police officer in Virginia. Oh, okay. In Virginia. Okay. Oh, so you, got, you guys had radar down there, right? Yes. And I, if I recall, Virginia's pretty strict. Uh, depending on where you are, yes. I think I remember driving into Virginia one time, and there was a sign about yeah. radar detectors. It's when you cross the Potomac and you're leaving Maryland and head into Virginia, it's, it's a blatant sign that says you are now in a state where radar detector is uh, basically encouraged. Dot, 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 suck it. Yeah. I basically set the cruise control in, in Virginia to the speed limit because they are. I, I was always under the impression that they were super strict. Was it your deal, Tom? You, you were, you, uh, were you as a police officer when you were active? Were you very strict on um, exceeding the speed limit? Um, it's like the other officer that called and said, it depended on uh, you know, your time of day, how many pedestrians are out, things right. like that, how strict or how somebody's driving also, you know, your conditions. Um I worked in an area that was basically a 25 zone, and we had a 35 zone that was a county road that came through the town. So in the 35 zone, I would give people, you know, upwards of 10, depending on the condition. Yeah. In the 25 zone, I rode somebody as low as two just because there was so much heavy pedestrian traffic. And okay. They just... We're paying attention, obviously. Tom, did you ever use the phrase, you're not from around here, are you? Uh, no, sir. Okay. There was this hippie kid from St. Louis who was there. Uh, you know yeah. what I always wondered, Tom, and maybe other officers, and this, we all get in this situation, you're driving along. And there's a cop car traveling along with you, and no one will pass the cop car in the other lane. Yeah. Like, so, in other words, so if, if Tom, you were driving along, would that make you chuckle a bit when you had that sort of elephant line behind you of cars that refused to pass you? Um, if the officer's doing the speed limit, then obviously don't pass him because if he's in his jurisdiction, he's going to write you probably. Yeah. The officer's doing under the speed limit. Uh, really, there's no reason why you can't pass them on a multi-lane road. What if what if it's it's if it's 40 miles an hour and the police officer is doing 41 miles an hour and you pass them on the left doing 43 or 44? Uh, I just wouldn't pass them. Yeah, right. yeah, not a good idea. Thanks. Yeah, just, Tom, uh, appreciate it. Steve, is it a scene in Super Troopers where like the cops are literally doing like 15 and a 40? And he's got a line of, of cars behind uh, him. I don't doubt nobody's it. nobody's willing to pass him. I mean, at that point, you, have you ever, have you ever in your life seen someone pulled over for going dramatically under the speed limit? Well, uh, no, I mean, I, no, I've never seen that happen. I've seen people pulled over and wondered why they've been, but I would hope that they do pull people never for going it. way under. Especially but. if you're, if you're on a stretch of road, that's a single lane. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, it drives me crazy. It's only one or two times in my life have I seen somebody driving like a complete douchebag and then maybe a few minutes later seeing them pulled over. And it is just the greatest thing mm. in the world. All right. I saw it. I love it. A Mercedes, a brand new Mercedes, some sort of something I don't that shouldn't even be a Mercedes booking along on Lancaster, like weaving in and out like a huge game of Tetris. Dude. And 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 an unmarked police car comes uh, up. I'm like, yeah! Preston, can you go to four, line four? Uh, the local up. Yes, I have uh, a an anonymous local officer. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning. 
Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, my man. Uh, Nick, what would you want to ask him? No, I'm just curious as to how local uh, varies from somebody who is a retired cop from Virginia. Uh, well, that Virginia guy is a horrendous cop for stopping Zodi for doing two. Uh, <laughs> the reputation even extends towards us. I've heard cops have been getting pulled over, and they're like, come on, man, we're on the job, and they're still getting tickets. But I work in a jurisdiction that has a motor speedway ripping through it, and I'm one of those cops, Steve, that drives an unmarked car, and it is the most satisfying feeling to finally stop somebody who's driving like an a-hole. And when you're walking up to the car, you can hear the people honking their horn as a gratification that you finally got them to stop. Uh, <laughs> listen, I've, I've had it. That would be me. It, yeah. It's great. Because oh, it, it, well, I just want to say Preston has something, and let me ask you. He encounters, there's a, a lunatic you see every morning, Preston, right? It's not every morning, okay. but it, at least once a week, it's the same guy, same vehicle. I got his, Dangerous. Driver, I got his driver's license. I mean... Listen, the guy's just not speeding. He's cutting people off, tailgating. And tailgating. Doing... I think I think you only see him sometimes because I think he's a little bit later because I see him too. Is he on the Schuylkill? Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I think he I think he varies because he has been tailgating me uh, last week three days in a row, and I was like, I want to kill this guy. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, crazy. On, I mean, on me where it is dangerous, and there's cars in front of me. Now I get over because I don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. But then he just speeds up and tailgates the guy in front of me. Question: So should what what do I what do I do about that? Do As I, Joe do Average, I, yeah. Do I call the the state police? It's it's where they you know it's on the uh, northeast extension. Yeah, you certainly can try calling, but the, the golden ticket for us is getting a license plate. Okay, uh, we well, really I got that. We, we call those calls erratic drivers. We get them frequently. Okay. Uh, but the, the hardest part about investigating those types of calls is, is you don't have a tag. And without a tag, there's you know a gold car going down the street. Okay, great. What can I do with that? Well, Preston. a tag gives, gives me something to work with. I can probably look a phone number up, maybe give the guy a call, find out what's going on. Or if it's really bad. Um, you know, there's been several times where, you know, my squad's been able to get out on the road and, you know, intercept the guy or girl and get him stopped and, and address the issue right then and there. So uh, you can do a citizen's arrest, I know, but can you do a citizen's speed uh, strip? <laughs> oh, you mean <laughs> yeah. a spike strip? Spike strip. Yeah. yeah. Can you citizen's do a citizen's spike strip? <laughs> Is that what it'll make for entertaining day? <laughs> <laughs> I have one citizen more... spike strip. <laughs> I have one more question. Can you pull over or have you pulled over anybody for going too slow? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I have a uh, highway that rips through my township, and um, you know, the speed limit's 55, and we've certainly had people coming through in the 30s or 40s, and a lot of times it's the elderly coming through, they're scared, it's at night, they can't really see, or sometimes it's the guy who's drunk or high and has no freaking clue what planet they're on. And, I mean, uh, y- your heart has to go out to the elderly people who are doing that, and I think probably as a, as a concerned officer, what you do is you pull them over, you take them into the woods and shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> Because, uh, God bless, but sometimes you get stuck behind somebody and it's like, you just, there, there are people, and I think you, you would probably agree with this, God bless them, and I know it's, you, you know, you want your mobility and so on and so forth, but you actually see accidents occurring around these people, they're causing them, and somehow they never end up as the recipient of the accident. They're never part of it, they're causing it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, between that and uh, gaper delays, or, you know, when people yeah. are rubbernecking, looking at crashes on, that are on the side of the road and not paying attention to what they're doing. Yeah. Um, just focus on your job. I always teach kids when I when I stop kids, your driving's your job. It's the most important thing you can do at, 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 at that point in your time. Yes. Um, you're driving a vehicle that, you're driving an object that kills more people every year than, than guns do. Yeah. And, you know, here they are playing on their phones, playing with the radio, talking with friends, whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, they don't, get the seriousness of when they get in a crash, how, how close they are really a lot of times to 
haven't been really hurt. Yeah. yeah true no, words. True. All right. Thanks. We p- appreciate it, officer. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. You too. You know what? And uh, this, listen, the the most calls we get on the Love You Hate You line have to do with traffic. Yes. Almost always. It's 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 a huge, huge concern about people who are driving regularly. And and we have to stress always about the fact that the that the left lane is made for passing. I know you hear it all the time and, and it absolutely is. And one of the things that drives me nuts is let's say there's somebody who's um you know, there, there's somebody who wants to get by in the left lane. The person sitting in that left lane is driving at the same speed as someone in the right lane. Yeah. And they just go and go and go and go I hate and say you can bump your speed up about three miles an hour and then move back over into the right lane and then slow back down to that same cruising speed that you love oh so much and just allow the people to go on just for the simple fact of relieving the traffic congestion. And that's a big part. And and there's mathematically, you can look up studies that are done. When that is done... It clears up so much movement. Yeah. Or it allows so much more movement on the road. There are people, though, who suddenly become resolute. Oh, no. You're not getting past me. And I you know. can see that. And it's yeah. like, you, yeah. you rat bastards. You know, I, but I as you said earlier. Way, I, I only feel that way if I'm actually going over the speed limit. No, no, yes. You to to his mean? earlier yeah. point, that's exactly what I was going to say. But if I'm going the speed limit. Yeah, get over. Yeah. yeah. There, uh, the Bell Parkway in New York is legendary for this. And, Kathy, you, you'll, you would probably agree with this. You could be going down the Belt Parkway at 115 miles an hour, and there'll be somebody riding your ass, flashing their brights. <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 115 miles an hour. I was uh, talking to Steve Vesalati, who works down the hall. He used to be our intern here, and he had the worst drive into work this morning. There's a, there's one woman that he has to beat onto the road because if he doesn't, he he has to drive behind her on a one lane road. Oh yeah, and she goes 25 in a 25, and it's like you know. I feel your pain. I, I you know, honestly, oh you're going citizen spike strip. <laughs> you're going 25 and a 25 at, at four at four o'clock in, in the morning. <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning, it is different at that time <laughs> though, of the day. Though there are people who go crazy. I mean, again, on my drive in, it's Lincoln, right? So, and it's this windy. <laughs> I get it, but you shouldn't be pulling 80 miles an hour down Lincoln. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I agree. Uh, by the way, speaking of the elderly, as you said, driving yeah. slow, Steve. A 107 year old man is the country's oldest person behind the wheel. Uh, and he has something to say to the naysayers. He says, of course I'm a good driver. Joe Newman of Sarasota, Florida, currently drives a bright red convertible and has been cruising the streets for 90 years. Nowadays, he mostly goes for a spin while running errands in the neighborhood and likes to go on joy rides with his 99-year-old fiance Anita. So what the deal is, and I saw what happens, is that he sits in the driveway and they walk by with potted plants <laughs> and make him think... <laughs> We're we're seeing footage of him. He's he's booking along in a uh, convertible. This guy's 107? Yeah, Anita. Yeah, look at him. He looks fantastic. Oh, my God. Anita agrees that Joe is a good driver, but she told Inside Edition she still has some reservations. She said, I close my eyes most of the time. (laughs) Man, oh, man. Look Uh, at this. Yeah. He's doing street racing with other seniors. That guy's 107. He looks like he's... He looks like he's in his 80s for crying out he loud. He looks great. Wow. Oh, look, he's making out with his girlfriend. Oh, oh look, she's giving him a handy. And she's not, oh, look, no. it came off. What are you watching? <laughs> she looks good for 99. She's yeah. hot. Yeah. All right, are so. you guys the least bit curious about what actually happens to you when you're that old? Oh, that, no, I've that, seen a lot of movies. That causes you to drive oh. that way? That causes you to drive Your, your, your drive physical slow? capabilities. Yeah, yeah. What, what is it, do you think? Is it your vision? 
<laughs> it's the natural aging. What are you you're, talking it's about? Just your stool. Your response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Response time time is, yeah. You're not in a hurry. I think it's yeah. your stool, yeah. the quality of your stool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just just your response time it gets um, more. Um, Relaxed. What do you uh, think it is, Case? Well, I don't know, but uh, we came up with three different reasons. It's you know, one wrote- said you're not in a hurry. You said response time. I said vision. So it wasn't such a dumb question. Let's move along. <laughs> okay. I think it's road trolls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they only they only attack they, they the attack elderly. the old because they yeah. eat their pharmaceuticals. <laughs> they go after their drugs. Their yeah. Pharmaceuticals? Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's what they live off. They live of. on it. Well, so they, like that SNL bit. I gotcha. All right. So anyhow. Uh, so, radar, there's a bill that's being proposed. Pennsylvania is the only state in the nation that doesn't allow local police departments to use speed radar, mm. and they are uh, trying to make that happen. Go, so, speed radar. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a second. I got some beef file stories I think you're going to love. We got some guests on the program. We'll tell you about all that stuff in a little bit. We will be back shortly. 93.3 WMMR presents a sold-out concert event. The original lineup of live. Thursday, February 20th at the sold-out Excite Center at Parks Casino. Ed Kowalczyk, Chad Taylor, Patrick Dahlheimer, and Chad Gracie. Live rocks the house. All this week, Pierre Robert has free tickets and passes to meet the band. WMMR.com for complete details on live sold-out February 20th show at the Excite Center. From Parks Casino and 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Let's get into it, shall we? It's brought to you this morning by Red Robin. Red Robin is sharing the love in February with 15% off all online orders. Uh, using the promo code ONLINE15. Order today and or you can order at... Uh, okay, order today at order.redrobinpa.com. There you go. Red Robin, yum! All right, so two men were horrified when a dark substance with a horrible smell that started dripping down their wall ah. was actually the blood of an upstairs neighbor who had died more than a week earlier. Jesus oh, Christ. Christ. Yeah. A.J. McCrady tweeted pictures and videos from the stains in his apartment in Minneapolis saying that it, quote, smelt horrible recently. Uh, he and his roommate called a maintenance team to investigate who discovered the decomposing who who had discovered the decomposing body of their neighbor. Yeah, ah. authorities said the black tar-like liquid was bodily fluids that had <sighs> leaked through the floor and into AJ's apartment. What did it taste like? They didn't no. say. Uh, he and Evan Schultz told their Twitter followers about the grim discovery. With AJ saying, my apartment has smelt horrible recently, and I just found out the guy living above me has been dead for over a week. It's wild that it liquefied. I mean, that's actually fairly quick, is it not? I would think for so. For a body to liquefy. He said, and before you ask, his body was just discovered after his blood leaked down the ceiling oh. into our apartment this morning. Okay. All I really know of the situation is the man upstairs died in his sleep. His body decomposed and somehow managed to seep into our apartment. AJ said that at first, maintenance workers had no idea what the substance leaked down the hall was. He added, 
He wiped off a little on the wall to examine it and still really couldn't determine anything. Listen, I don't want to insert a blatant commercial here, but I'd call the fine folks at Horizon. Uh, Officers investigated the scene and nothing appeared suspicious. The deceased man's identity and cause of death have not yet been released. So whatever it was, it had to have allowed blood to exit the body, right? Because uh, yeah, I, 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 I you're just know. a sack of meat Yeah, at yeah. that point yeah. after a week. Uh, recent violent fights between school students in Grand Prairie, Canada, appear to be organized by adults. This is a fight club that's being organized by adults, and a local school board is warning parents. Two organized fights in parking lots sparked a letter to parents after a request from local police. Neither of the fights occurred on the school's property, uh, but one was in a well-lit local school parking lot. How old are these kids that are fighting? They're like high school kids. Oh, all right. So both of the fights occurred at night with cars forming a circle around the area as many people surrounded a watch. Uh, well, there you go. Two adults appear to be organizing the fights. The fight is prearranged. The location and time is selected, and certain students are invited to the fight. Uh, cars form the circle, turn their lights on. The fight then occurs and is videotaped. The two fights were intense and injuries were severe. One and stu- adults are running this. Yeah, one student was hospitalized because of this. Don't they have a chess club? Uh, the school board is asking parents and students to notify police immediately if they witness this activity or hear of a scheduled fight in advance. Did your school have a fight club? Not that I remember, <laughs> no. I wonder if there's gambling. All right, this is messed up, man. Big time messed up. A Kansas woman was convicted Thursday of beheading her ex-boyfriend's mother and then leaving the severed head in a kitchen sink. Uh, Wow. Rachel Hilliard of Wichita cut off the head of 63-year-old Mickey Davis with two steak knives. Oh, wow. Yeah, Hilliard attacked Davis without provocation, uh, the district attorney Mark Bennett said. Davis went to Hilliard's home with her nine-year-old grandson to collect his things at Hilliard's instance. Jeez. Uh, from their, for their own reasons, Richard Hilliard had had it with Mickey, according to Bennett. Uh, Hilliard, who was treated at a state psychiatric hospital before she was declared competent for trial, said she was discussing a painting with Davis when she lost her temper. And cut her head off? Yeah, she said, I just freaked out. And we were wrestling in the garage, and we got into a fight. What? There's a big step between wrestling yeah. and decapitating. Uh-huh. Prosecutor said Davis's grandson told police that Hilliard jumped on the elder woman and beat her with oh no warning. God. And another thing, don't leave your heads in the sink. Yeah. They were just talking about art, apparently. Yeah. And uh, that happened. I wonder what the discussion was centered around. Bennett said Hillard used a second knife after the blade of her first one broke. Yeah. Davis was found in the garage and her severed head in the kitchen sink. Do you know how much time and effort it would take to cut a human head off? Not unless you're using the new Guy Fieri knives. (laughs) They are sensational. Super sharp. Super sharp. Hilliard is expected to be sentenced on March 27th. That is just absolutely (laughs) over-the-top insane. Wow. When gasoline fumes got too intense at an Indianapolis auto repair shop on Tuesday, workers thought that they had the perfect solution. It didn't work. Instead, a fire that heavily damaged the business broke out. I got this. Workers at the auto center store had emptied a gas tank on a car and put the gas in a bucket. Now, when the fumes became too strong, they needed to... You know, change the odor in the room. So they lit some incense to help with the smell. 
Embers from the incense found their way into the bucket, and the gas went up in flames. Uh, the workers escaped unharmed and called 911. Firefighters. Yeah, Joe, you some of that sandalwood. Uh, firefighters went to work, and it took 40 minutes to bring the blaze under control. The fire did not spread to adjoining, biz- adjoining businesses, <laughs> but damage to the auto repair shop was indeed heavy. So, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. It always morning. makes me think of the scene in the every one of the Roadrunner commercials, but the uh, cartoons, but the one where he's in the sh- the shack, the coyote, and he, he doesn't know what's in there, and he, he keeps lighting the match, but you keep seeing the words TNT behind right, him. And- right, 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 right. <laughs> he just keeps going. I love it. All right, so I want to give away another one of these. Caller number 15. We have a $50 Acme gift card. Don't forget, you can love your savings at Acme this week. Get a premium rose bouquet for nineteen ninety nine, and a Valentine's cookie cake for just six bucks. I've picked up some additional items from Acme for Valentine's Day. There's it's some great perfect. stuff. Only at Acme, your one-stop Valentine shop and your favorite local supermarkets. Call in number 15. You get that $50 Acme gift card, 215-263-WMMR. That's the number. We're going to have actor and director Tom McCarthy in the studio along with actor Winslow Fegley who are from Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made. And Winslow is the star. He's the kid. He's, uh, he is Timmy uh, Timmy Failure. So uh, he's, I, I think he's in like the Macaulay Culkin. You yeah. know, t- he's, he's that next find. It's on uh, Disney Plus, and uh, they will be here in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll take a break and be right back. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. The Preston and Steve Show is headed back to Jack Frost on March 6th for the 14th Annual Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com for all you need to know and to pick up discount lift tickets while supplies last. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thanks, Kath. Uh, I got a little shard out here. Request says, uh, hey, bitches, I was hoping to get a Valentine's Day or sometime around that shard out for my husband, uh, Dan Carey. Uh, he is an amazing guy, and he puts up with a whole lot of crap from me. He is an unbelievable father to our kiddo and deserves so much more. But he is an I don't know what I want, I don't want anything kind of guy. So I figured out what to get him for the holiday is for any holiday is impossible. However, he podcasts you guys to get through a lot of work travel. So I know a nice juicy shard out is perfect. Huh. Um, and it would help him uh, get out of the cockamamie car. It's supposed to be cock a duty. Cock a duty. Close yeah. enough, yeah. though. Uh, thanks. And Ray John, that is from uh, Danielle uh, Carey. So here's a shard out. To your hubby, Dan, and uh, we hope you guys have a great uh, Valentine's Day. She actually sent me a follow-up email, Preston, saying, I'm sorry, I meant to write cock-a-duty car. Seriously? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, he didn't get out of the cock-a-duty car. Uh, so... He didn't get out of the cock-a-duty car! I have some Valentine's-related, a couple of things that are Valentine's-related, and they're in the form of edibles, so oh. that means we need to swing it's by the bistro. 
presentation of the connoisseur. All the foods that set you into a loving mood delivered to you on a platter. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, Marissa gave me one of the coolest Valentine's Day gifts I've ever gotten. It was the pickle Whoa. Pickle bouquet. That was cool. Uh, that was Valentine's and Day. She right, made Marissa? that, right? Yeah, she made it. It was awesome. It was several different styles of pickles and olives and things like that in, a, in an awesome arrangement. What did you get, Casey? I'll never be able to top it. Nothing? <laughs> Pretty sure I didn't get anything. Um, but that's okay. I didn't want anything. You're a pickle fan, though. Well, yeah, and, and Marissa is. Yeah. Marissa's a pickle fan. She knows my, my absolute love for all things pickled, so she did that, which was really, really cool. Your son made pickles. Uh, he does. Yeah. He did and still does. So I saw this, which is similar to that because we've seen some things like this, but we were wondering what the next type of bouquet, food bouquet it might be, and I read of a salami bouquet. Oh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm out on that one. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> of course. You, you don't are. like salami? Uh, that's too much meat. <laughs> too much meat? All right. Uh, uh, so the, the salami. These bu- words have never been uttered. <laughs> the salami bouquet is 49. I'm sorry, but that's just too much meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's $49 and includes three types of dry salamis an original one, a three pepper flavor, and a truffle one. I know people love salami. Some people, I just hate it. Yeah, I'm really? Oh, really? I hate salami. Oh man, no, 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 no. Salami, summer it. sausage, all that stuff. I, yeah. you, you make a, you make up a charcuterie mm-hmm. board. Yeah. yeah, I hate that Yum. too. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Oh god, see, I, love I those. should. I think... could just eat that for dinner. Yeah, easily. But you, my cousin does that. I mean, he will just straight up like, all right, I'll just take two. Charcuterie. Yeah. Stop and remember, though, years yeah, ago, sure. the whole concept of cheese and all a cheese platter is something I, I loathe, and now I love it. Yeah. So uh, maybe maybe in another fifty years, I um, I'm hearing about this because I, I was thinking and you're, about you're into it. No, well, I was thinking maybe I should get my wife a cheese uh, bouquet because oh. she is all about cheese all the time. Wait, you can't get her a cheese bouquet. You're going to have to make it. You got to make yeah. it. Yeah. I was thinking it would have been a good idea since we didn't do a Pollyanna this year. We could have each done like a different bouquet, but there's not enough time now. What about, what about, do, do you think like a place like De Bruno, De Bruno Brothers would have I, That's what I was thinking. Would like, have, like, like a cheese bouquet? I don't think that's... I don't know. Marissa, do you still eat cheese? I know you're uh, you're <laughs> or you're vegan slash vegetarian. What's pescatarian? Right, Are you so pescatarian? I had the most amazing experience, food experience of my life last week, and it was at De Bruno's. It was called De Bruno's After Dark, where pretty much they open up the restaurant and you can like crack open anything, and they make cheese platters. And you can like open up jars of stuff and try mm. everything. Welcome to the Bruno Brothers After Dark. <laughs> my name is Kathy Romano. <laughs> All the cheese has been whittled down into phallic symbols. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, it's not me. So the reason I told the story was because I ate so much cheese last week that I went vegan this week. Oh, just for this week, though. Yeah, I okay. mean, I'm trying, like. You know, yeah. and then I had a ball brunch, so then I ate cheese over on Sunday. All she ate was balls yeah. Yeah. for brunch? Is that what that is? That was a ball brunch. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah. Explain. Uh, all of my friends, we had a brunch, everybody made a dish, and everything had to be in the shape of a ball. Okay. Oh, okay. I won, by the way, guys, if what, you care. What was your ball? It was like, I made that pull-apart bread that was like biscuits with cream cheese inside. Oh, your friend urologist? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, though, mm-hmm. with with the DeBruno thing, did you see anything that approximated a cheese bouquet? I'm looking at it right now, and yes, Steve, as Boom. a matter of fact, they have, well, no. No. It, it's, a, it's a salami bouquet. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Steve, I will help you make a cheese bouquet, because it'll be so much fun. Well, um, yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a good concept. I'm yeah. not a, down with the salami. 
Uh, so it comes covered in a red tissue paper. It is uh, tied with a ribbon. The bouquet also comes tucked into a box that is filled with a shredded paper, which makes it feel extra special. Shredded paper. It's available Ooh. at Hickory Farms, I believe. Uh, standard shipping takes three to five business days, so you can get it now uh, in time for the holidays, possibly. If How you, much is if it? You get on it. It's a fifth. $49. Excuse me. Would you like to taste my smoked meat log? How long does it last? How long does uh, any meat like that last? Like in the fridge, for example, if you have it in the drawer? It can, well, if it's still, still in the package? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for months. It can, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I leave have my... some? Yeah, yeah. I got a okay. salami that I haven't quite opened yet, and uh, <laughs> it's, I bought it uh, a while ago. It's still there. I, I figured it's fine. It's a salted meat, right? Yeah, those things are made to last All for right, a good. while. Yeah. I leave my... Uh... I leave my uh, chicken cutlets on the printer. Okay, so that's printer. Yeah, that's smart. Okay. All right. Uh, so anyhow, there's a salami. What about prosciutto, Steve? You like prosciutto? Ooh. Oh, no, I don't, I, I, I don't like I love that it. stuff. Yum. Um, yeah, that's yeah. dinner. That's dinner. Yeah, I, I need that. However, I do. Again, I, I've made major steps forward in my adoration for cheese and olives. And artisan breads. <laughs> what about salmon? You love salmon? salmon was a huge leap. Marissa? Preston, that's why you have to do this De Bruno's thing I did. They served a, I think it was a brujute. It was $120 a pound. Oh, my God. Yes. And they said, uh, uh, wait, what's brujute? Which animal is that? Pig. It is. So it's this. So wherever they buy this from, um, there's a law that each pig needs two acres <laughs> to roam. Okay. Yeah. So imagine. Uh, Roma, you want to. <laughs> Imagine the farm that this is coming from. It was it. It almost made me eat meat. It looked that. We good. only want you to eat very happy pigs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Make them as happy as you can, so and then can, drive yeah. a nail to their skulls. La di da di da. I'm the happiest pig. In the- <laughs> it's just one brief moment of yeah. sadness. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Very quick. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, he was well, just the happiest little pig. So my son, he's in school now. Uh, he went vegetarian for a little while, and and he wanted a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Uh, hang on, okay. Um, and he forgot that he was a vegetarian, yeah. and then he's like, ah, "All right, maybe I'll just do it after New Year's." And we're driving to Popeye's, and I go, "Hey, bud, you don't have to worry about eating this chicken because these chicken they were tickled to death, so <laughs> so it's Are okay." You yeah. And did he eat it? Oh, of course, he ate it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So he's the, 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 the that whole experiment's over now. No, well, no, uh, that he was just bo- tricked his son into yeah, eating yeah. meat. No, that was before New Year's, and then okay. after New okay. Year's, he had made a decision. He went all of January all salami. He went all of January without eating meat, and um, and so he's he's fallen off. It's hard, man. It is a really tough discipline, especially I don't... when your dad's saying, "Come on, let's go, <laughs> let's have meat." I no, think I'm now more doing... than ever for for me. So I, I'm yeah. kind of I'd say mostly pescatarian at this point. Right now, with the way the food is prepared and all that stuff, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, I think now is now now are the the, the happy days for anyone. Thinking of entertaining the notion of at least trying to be a vegetarian yeah. at some level. Well, Kat, that's it's not a fair assessment of, of me because I, I supported it okay. the whole time, and, and I, I went out and I shopped for him. I bought him all the vegetarian stuff, right. but you know what it boiled down to was we were having food that he wanted, and I'm you know I'm like I'm not going to judge you, man. You know, but I'm not going to not eat what I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, I've been going almost uh, meat free for the past two weeks or so. Do you, do you fish? Feel? Uh, I feel the same. I mean, you know, but... Uh, How are your BMs? Uh, you know what? <laughs> not as good. Know. They're not robust, are hey, they? Here's the deal. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm actually glad you asked me this, Steve. <laughs> me too. I'm eating healthier. Yeah. 
And listen, folks, as an adult, you just want to take a good dump. I mean, that's exactly. part of the one. Of the, that's part of one of the things you want. You want to get your social security checks and, and take BM. It's like I'm crapping gravel right now. Oh, so, really? You know, yeah, I hate those rabbit turds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the worst. Well, and I'm eating any, well. Do you have any potholes in the neighborhood that you can perhaps fill? Oh, uh, yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but no, not really. Um, yeah, do something constructive with my feces. Um, let me go to Justin. Hey, Justin, good morning. Hey, morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, buddy? So, uh, Super Bowl, uh, we, me and my girlfriend made uh, buffalo chicken dip. So we were talking to my friend. I love that. And she was like, uh, we were going to make pigs in blankets, but uh, Justin made buffalo chicken dip instead now let me preface this by saying that she has a hot dog tattoo under her left boob okay so oh, that is so say, hot oh my oh, god oh man so salty okay <laughs> i would like a salami under the left boob <laughs> and a wheel of cheese under the right boob so in a bouquet form huh so what are you what are you going to do here what it says so, here you're, you're going to i do- am going to get a box of chocolates and I am going to replace all the chocolates with pigs in blankets. <laughs> oh, okay. So a box, uh, and you're going to fill it up with pigs in blankets. That's a cute idea. Mom always told me life was like a box of <laughs> pigs in blankets. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you like pigs in blankets, Steve? I do, I actually. A little bit of mustard, and that's fine. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, that's um, yeah. I know it, it's weird, but do it's you like, like pepperoni. No, I do not. Oh my God, really? That's no. like the best one. You know, I know. What we use to, to make pigs in a blanket are um, crescent rolls. Yeah. yeah. Buy a, a, a roll of those. Is it really a mini hot dog? Like, is that hot dog material in there? It's. You, you can get, yeah, little mini wieners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or you can get little mini summer sausages okay, and use those too. Some guys have mini wieners. <laughs> <laughs> They're all gross, though. All the wieners are gross? Yeah. Yeah. Mini Sorry. doesn't matter. Do you like hot dogs, Kath? You know what? No, not really. Like okay. the thought of it, it like looks good, balls. but then I I bite it and taste it, and it's disgusting. Oh, have you ever had like 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 a? I used to. Have you ever had like a real like a pure beef hot dog? No, that I, skip, different. I skip yeah. the hot dogs. The pure beef hot dog definitely tastes different than yeah, the, the way better. The, is the it ones, better? Because, well, the ones you get at the store are a mix of uh, pork and, and beef, and, uh, and right. a, it's lips and a holes, as they say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is a movie series that I really recommend. Yeah, <laughs> and which is weird because. <laughs> All right, so are beef hot dogs lips and a-holes, too? Uh, Is it leftover stuff? I, I, that I don't know. Kosher hot dogs are really the uh, the, the best if you can get, you know. Why? They're, what are they're they? Because they're they're there's no pork. Yeah, they're, oh, all, okay. they're all beef. Yeah. All beef franks. Okay. If you say. get like a Hebrew national, do you ever have that brand? Yeah, of hot those dog? are great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Um, I have another story, and it keys off of what Casey was talking about with his son. Uh, the chicken sandwiches. Yes. Uh, apparently, you know, obviously Popeyes had the, the big surge since last year. By the way, those are coming back. I oh, they're heard. back. Oh, uh, they are back already? Oh, they're back. Okay. Uh, the popularity of the chicken sandwich, and that means not just Popeyes, but uh, they were just added to this, uh, that smaller chickens that are used to make these dishes are getting harder to come by. Uh, Scott Sheckler, who owns poultry producer Bill and Evans, uh, says the issue is that large chickens produce meat that is tough and tasteless, while smaller chickens are juicier and more tender. Um, And this issue is uh, uh, this issue now is or the issue is now that um, there hasn't been an increase in the number of small chickens produced to meet the increased demand. And that's why it's going to be harder to make these kinds of chicken sandwiches because there aren't enough 
little chickens. Well, the great thing with smaller chickens is like if you have a free range smaller chicken, its area that it roams is the size of a stamp. So oh, it, yeah, okay. it, and it can be feel free to wander around. You know, it's wild. I don't, and those who are animal activists will probably, you know, um, get uh, are up in arms about this type of thing. But when you go to the grocery store and you get a like a, a fryer chicken, yeah. you're going to bake like a roast at home, right? Um, sometimes they, they they're only a couple months old. They're only like three. Oh really? Yeah, they're only a few months old. They or get they them that good. big that quick. Yeah, they they're prepared though. That what they do is they'll press. You know, they'll throw about fifty of them into a drum and drop a grenade into it. Oh yeah, and okay. so <laughs> honestly, the best. And I tell you this, and I wish they'd advertise on the freaking station because we get, best chicken sandwich I've ever had. Cape City Veg, and there's no chicken in there's it. There's no chicken yeah. in it. I think KFC is doing the uh, chicken-free chicken sandwiches pretty soon. Why not, too. man? Okay. Yeah, because honestly, it's it has a completely chicken taste to it. Yeah. And I effing and in fact it looks like chicken. Yeah. It looks like it. Uh I saw a I think it was on Instagram just a video of a chi- of a um it was a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich hack where they took the the breast out, out of the uh, the bun. They threw it in that tinfoil pack that it comes in. Yeah. They throw the Chick-fil-A sauce on it. They throw the buffalo sauce on it. They shake it up yeah. so it covers the whole chicken breast, and then they put it back on the roll, and then apparently it is a it is a total game changer. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I in, would be I'd be up for trying that. In fact, they, the, the video I saw, they do that, and then they hand it to a Chick-fil-A employee, and they're like, here, try this. And his face was like, what? I wonder how different that would be if you just if you just put Chick Fil A sauce and Buffalo sauce, you know, right on the bun and try it. Yeah, way. this. Uh, but this covers this it one all. goes to eleven. <laughs> all right, there you go. Why not just put the sauce on the bread and forget the chicken? I yeah. will give you that. Somebody texted and said most uh, chickens from the store are only twelve weeks old. Yeah, so is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's, wow. Only, they they are like you know those. Five pounders and stuff. So My that's mom, probably the, the the worst business to get in their chicken retirement plans. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearly. You got to move quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real uh, can quick. I interest you? Yeah. <laughs> My, my mom just made dinner the other night, and it was a roast chicken. And I, I'm sorry if you are a vegetarian because it was so damn delicious. It's yummy. I just I, I love I every second of it. Was there raisins on it? Uh, no raisins on <laughs> no. the chicken. No, there was jelly beans. What is this on your chicken? No, this is jelly beans. Uh, yeah, we have a we have a um, uh, small rotisserie. We have one of those. Showtime oh, Showtime grills. grills. Yeah, 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 it's great, man. And when you rotisserie the chicken at home, it's quite tasty. So, do you buy fresh or frozen? Fresh. Okay. Just steals yeah. his neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a buffalo. Who's out there? I made buffalo chicken dip for the Super Bowl, and I actually made it with. Uh, I grabbed the rotisserie chicken yeah. at Acme, and then I shredded all of that meat off of that chicken, and that's what I used for the did, buffalo you, chicken did dip. You boil it or roast it? Oh no, no, it, it's it's already pre-done. Oh, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Sure. What's that? It wasn't dried out after no. you put it in the crock pot. No, it was so juicy. So juicy. <clears throat> oh. Here it comes. Take it out the crock pot there. Oh, right. yeah. So, chicken sandwich popularity is causing a small chicken supply issue. Small chickens. We wet. Not a tiny, but yes, <laughs> we wet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have another Valentine's Day oriented uh, connoisseur story. Well, what what do you think, favorite. by the way, if I may, connoisseur? What would you say is the most romantic meal to serve someone? Obviously, what is class? I mean, we always think about oysters as a uh, well. If you're talking about aphrodisiac, aphrodisiacs, but I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe that to that romantic, right? Um, I think spaghetti, spaghettios, and Meister Brown. <laughs> I, it, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, it's more the atmosphere than I it think is so. actually what you're serving. I think. Right. I had like a girlfriendish uh, my freshman year of. Uh, 
college. You're a cannibal. And I had, um, you know, I, I, I never cooked in the kitchen or anything like yeah. that, but I for Valentine's Day, I wanted to make her dinner. So, <laughs> I mean, we were better off just going and eating at the stupid school cafeteria because I just went and bought some ragu and some San Giorgio spaghetti, and I just made spaghetti in the room. I thought it was being so romantic. Uh, was she moved? I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think she liked the gesture, but, like, thinking back on it, I just boiled some spaghetti and threw some ragu on it. It was like... <laughs> Voila. <laughs> Where did you eat it? Listen, in our dorm room. On the toilet. Yeah. In the dorm room. In the Listen, dorm room. <laughs> if, if you would have hit it with some re- Parmigiano Reggiano, oh, yeah. that would have actually seemed like you tried. Oh, I so. forgot about I was trying so hard. Oh, she broke my heart, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she man. left you for Chef Boyardee, <laughs> who's far superior. Uh, that's funny, Case. Yeah. yeah. But hey, no, listen. I, and and <laughs> cooking for a, a potential uh, date, no matter who you are, and no matter what, well, not no, not no matter what you're making, but if you can if you can pull off a couple of decent dishes, it can go a long way for whomever, men or women, whether they're cooking for the other. It's a wonderful gesture. I made. I joined the Wolfgang Puck video chef series yeah. just to pick up a few tips, and my wife loves eggs Benedict with hollandaise sauce. And I followed that video, and I made those for her, and she loved them. Good. Really? She loved them. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there you go. It, it, nice it, does, it means a lot when you take the time to prepare food for someone. Or you could do this. Domino's Australia has created an 18-carat yellow and white gold pizza engagement ring. Wow. <laughs> the pizza slice consists of cheese and pepperoni rubies. And is said to be worth about $9,000. You can enter to win the engagement ring. You have to submit a 30-second video explaining how you'll involve Domino's Pizza in your proposal. Uh, And you have to make your uh, proposal by tomorrow, by the way. That's the last day. How come there's never anything like of that nature? There are these really clever things that never make it here, you know? Well, California Pizza Kitchen does the heart-shaped uh, pizza for the kids. for, Or I guess for anybody. Uh, yeah, for Valentine's Day. Do you That's know what's cool. hilarious now is you'll see the, the whole uh, preponderance of um, failed heart attempts that end up looking like nut sacks, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. cookies. Yeah. Casey, yep. you posted one. That mm-hmm. would be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While we're looking at a picture of it, it's, uh, it's, it's cheesy, no pun intended, but it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, looks like a real slice of pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was rubies and diamonds. It doesn't make it here because it's dumb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrendous. And but you know, if you were to get that, Kathy, uh, you would then melt it down, sell and, it, yeah, and, right, and, and just throw it back at him and say, "What is this? How dare you? Where's oh, my charcuterie? All right. So uh, now we're getting away from the. Um, from the romance and just settling in on food. Let's go to some junk food, some uh, snack foods. Apparently, returning to some to uh, store shelves this summer will be Dunkaroos. They are coming back. What, what are Dunkaroos again? Yeah, I forgot. Uh, it's like a cookie that, uh, if I recall, that yeah, you, you dunk, dunk it into, into like, like fudge or something. Yeah, it's like a, a dip. Yeah. By the way, I think both I you see. and I would uh, uh, oh, say, yeah. just on, on, a, on a side note with a similar sounding thing, how much are we rocking the Dunkachinos here? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, why oh, you threw that in because the word dunk? Yeah. yeah. Why did the Dunkaroos go away? It's a good question. They went into the military. Uh, the brand oh, okay. confirmed its return in an Instagram post, noting the flavor making the comeback is vanilla cookies and vanilla frosting with rainbow sprinkles. It's like the the snack that comes in the plastic container, and you know the icings on the one side, the cookies are on the other. Mm-hmm. 
You though you you need to be um, you need to be training before you you take these because these are obviously designed for athletes. <laughs> uh, the snack is beloved by people who grew up in the '90s, so you. Got I don't remember them. These guys here. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, this. Do you remember um, Dunkaroos case? I remember them. That wasn't like a staple in my. I mean, this is like what you would stick in a kid's lunch. So you're you're dipping. You're dipping a cookie in icing. Yeah. 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 Marissa is very excited. Yeah, she is. I saw the face. (laughs) Uh, For our seltzer soiree last week, my friend made (laughs) homemade Dunkaroos. Made Dunkaroos? Yeah, it's seltzer soiree. It's just a ball party. Ball party. (laughs) Pringles can wine. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I told it's, her I hate her friends so much. I hate them. Because you're I so really, jealous. I, maybe a little bit. <laughs> What's next? What's the next big thing? Um, we don't have anything. Do on we need to come plan. up with some ideas? Maybe. All right, some th- party-themed ideas that involve booze or food for Marissa, please. I got an idea. Let this, us know. Dunk this, a booze. Dunk a <laughs> booze. Yeah. Okay. You dip cookies into booze. Yeah. Not bad. bad at all. all right. What were you going to say, Casey? No, I was going to say, Marissa, wait a this is how I spent my Saturday night. Coach a basketball team in a 30-point loss, and uh, that's the way that you want to spend your Saturday night. <laughs> mm. I don't man, think she we does. On that. <laughs> we lost our first game, Case. Oh, oh man. By 30 points? No, no, no. Oh, only we by, lost like, by three or four points. Are but... you the coach? <laughs> no, but it was disappointing. They were undefeated. Now they're not. Oh. I think I was more disappointed. Than... You wrong. <laughs> I was more disappointed than the kids, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like upset or no? Like it, I mean, they were, they did so well. You know, they were. I mean, listen, they still did well. It's only one loss. Is but, their season over? I uh, know we have playoffs tonight okay. and tomorrow. All right, okay. All right, moving uh, along. Let me see what else. Dunkaroos. Uh, what other what other items from the past are making a resurgence? Uh, this is not items oh. from the past. This is uh, to honor the one year anniversary of its loyalty program. Chipotle is launching what it calls Guac Mode. Guac Mode. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, eligible Chipotle Rewards members will get access to one free topping or side of guacamole with the purchase Ooh. of a regular price on free. Shut up. Seriously? Wow. Well, I mean, why did I even expensive. bring this up? They're really taking care of their yeah. customers. You're right. <laughs> How much extra is the guac? I don't know. It's Very a- happy to announce that with the purchase of a medium soda, everyone will receive a drinking cup. Right. <laughs> Those uh, currently in the loyalty program will be enro- enrolled in guac mode automatically. But if you sign up now, you can still get the benefits of guac mode. You have until February 20th. This guac summer. mode. Yeah. It's, it's a couple of bucks, Nick. Is it? Yeah. I, it, $2 for guac? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, what avocados are expensive. On? What they really need to work, because I, I love my father fighting World War II for. <laughs> do for you guys, guacamole, maybe? Do you guys do... Uh, Loyalty programs at restaurants? I yeah. don't. I will. Well, my oh, wife will. My, my wife what? will do it, but I'll forget the card, or I'll forget. I know Kathy does. <laughs> no, I no, don't. Nick. But of course, Nick. Of course, does. Nick. You know what? You know what? Honestly, you mentioned it earlier. You know, one of the best one is Duncan. You get free rewards all the time. Okay. Nick, Nick is in the, all you want. I get. Are you going to finish that mode as he walks out of the? Are you going to finish? I got. Uh, I got on my on my uh, phone right now. I got Duncan. I got Wawa. I got. Uh, I don't have Chipotle though. But the, this one's kind of. We have. Me off. We have Panera. Rochelle, make yeah, sure yeah. that we use the reward. I don't know what we get out of it. But Free stuff. Do we? Yeah. Hey. Okay. Um. By the way, where where do I see my rewards? Because I I do the Dunkin' Donuts thing. I have. Oh, I have mine. Points to a free beverage. Okay. okay. DD points, right? DD points, right? Is that, is that it's D- just Duncan now? They dropped the donuts part of it. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's DNKN, Steve. They they changed it a little I, bit. I, they, they, they're so uh, <laughs> so up to so progressive. Yeah, yeah. No progressive. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, guac mode, guac mode. For those of you who are 
rewards memory. And it's not even like a full side of guac, right? It's just like a topping on something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they should also in, also include, in uh, in addition to guac mode, uh, not stale chip mode. And uh, that would be great. Snap. Yes, yeah, snap. Oh, snap. my God. Did you see me just you clap at those yeah. guys? Uh-uh. Not stale chip uh-uh. mode, he said. Kathy, it's one free topping or one side of uh, of guac. Oh, okay. Oh, their mode. side is probably small. All right. Uh, here's uh, another thing from Connoisseur. We're going to go back to, like, the snacky thingies. <laughs> uh, Hostess has some limited edition flavors for spring. The first is mint chocolate cupcakes. I love hearing that we're talking about spring. Which uh, feature chocolate cake, mint icing on top, and mint icing in the center. So it's like the traditional Hostess cupcake, but uh, with the mint. Yeah. The prob- Now, mint is a tricky item because mint, if um, done improperly, tastes too chemically. Okay. Chemical-like. Uh, um, so you've got to be authentic with your mintiness. That's my take on it. Mint Back is, to you. is something that I, I forget about, a flavor that I love from time yeah. to time. You know what I mean? I'm with, like, and the and only I th- have like mint chocolate chip ice cream and go, oh, yeah. The only thing I re- that reminds me of it is uh, Thin Mints. Like when that comes I around, I'm like, I forgot I like chocolate. Or the Girl Scout yeah. cookies. That's yeah. what, what did I say? You did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't bought a box yeah, I was uh, at the store the other day. They were outside, and uh, they didn't take credit cards. Do you do after no eight? Cash. Like the uh, after eight mints? The the the. Um... I used to eat entire boxes so of those I. things. It sucked because <laughs> you had to unwrap each one. Of them. I know, but Dude, I loved them. I had to work to eat the entire box. Yeah, Kath, I did. Yeah. Uh, dun- <laughs> I was gonna say Duncan. Uh, Girl Scout. They did Venmo. I they accepted Venmo payments. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I know. Girl Scout. Shoe wear. I was going to say Duncan. Then they do the... Shut up, guys. Shut up. Shut up. Ski rack. Um, uh, uh, otter. Venmo. So Kathy, talking. did you understand what I was saying? I did. Plastic yes. tobacco. Midget. The guy with the hook. <laughs> what? what? Steve, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think that the uh, mint... Shake at McDonald's is too minty. I think it's I think it's too minty. It's a little minty. I think oh, it's wow, a little too really? minty. I, I, I do, like it. it. It depends though. I've had them made where they're on the money, All right. but sometimes they're uh, where you just it's a little too much. For me, the 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 deal killer is overly sweet, overly sweet, where you just feel like you're you know drinking insulin. It's and the too shake much. is. The shake is very sweet. Now, sometimes though, the uh, I love the McDonald's chocolate shake. I don't need the ice. Cr- I don't need the cream on top with the cherry and all that stuff. You do like that? <laughs> I mean, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> extra whipped cream. Come See, on. I, yeah. To me, I, I'm to me that I just like a regular straight up shake. I don't um, need the cherry. I don't need that. But I'll take the whipped cream. But uh, <laughs> you know. So the other flavor, uh, strawberry cupcakes, uh, they're coming out with, which feature strawberry cakes stuffed with uh, with cream filling and top of strawberry icing, and both are available for a limited time. So okay. that, that's coming out. I'll take it. And then I have one other health conscious. Oh, man. That wasn't health conscious? Casey's upset. Has to do with health. Is it kale? Uh, no, 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 no. So it's about counting calories. Yeah. Uh, may actually be more complex than you think. Last month, the brand Kind said that it was lowering the calorie counts for its snack bars, even though the ingredients were still the same. Mm, the what? Co- the company cited studies that show nuts have fewer digestible calories than previously believed. Study co-author David Baer with the U.S. Department of Agriculture said... He's not a bear. 
says of nuts, uh, if they're not digested, then maybe the calorie count is not correct. So if it's just slide, basically, if I can put this in medical terms, if it's sliding out your ass, yeah. you don't get the calories. Yeah, you've heard he, eat the peanuts out of my poop. Right, before. yeah. So yeah. that's basically. So Those didn't get digested. It's not digested. I do oh. like the kind bars a lot. Yeah, Bear, I, I eat them every morning. Yeah. Uh, Bear, see, in this good news? It is. I'm yeah. so sorry, Preston. I should have just let you talk. Bear notes that it's hard to. Everyone would like a kind bar. Hard to come up with the same calorie count for nuts, even if you repeat the same experiment. Still, he says he believes calorie counts used for most other foods are fairly accurate. So, what was the reduction in calories? I don't know. Oh, they don't know. Okay, but, but so they, they, they're what are they? What are they per bar? What are they? Uh, hundred calories? No, no. Well, they, it depends. No, they're pre- they're like more like a meal. Yeah, I have a. They're supposed to be like a, I think a meal replacement. I would do the over. Kind bars and I'll do the Quest bars, the the uh, the chocolate chip cookie dough, which are two hundred for for the for those bars yeah. and the Kind bars. What are they usually? Well, so I have a twelve uh, gram protein bar, so mine's more of like a protein bar. So, yeah. Do you do? I do the I do the He's dark chocolate, right ca- uh, the caramel sea salt, and yes. the nuts. Oh, I love yeah, that's yeah, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the good. flavor case? Uh, this one is peanut butter, crunchy peanut butter, uh, and this one calories at two fifty. You know, but it's it's higher in protein. So right. I saw I, an ad campaign uh, for Kind, and they're basically going after Cliff Bars, and they're saying that the main ingredient in Cliff Bars is uh, uh, corn syrup, sugar, and that the main ingredient in Kind is uh, stuff that's much healthier for you. Man, wait, I saw that, one that was more overt. It said uh, that uh, Cliff Bars suck D's. Right, yeah. Which I thought, well, wow, that <laughs> is aggressive. Aggressive, yeah. but, you know, effective. That might be what I eat. Cliff Bars? What, D's? <laughs> Yeah, oh, damn it, I like Cliff Bars. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, the reason you like them, and I do too, is that there's sugar there are a lot of sugar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, experts Honestly, so go ahead. say that uh, calorie counts on food labels are still valuable as they offer general guidance for people trying to keep their weight in check. I use them. I appreciate it. When I when I see it on a on a menu, I'm like, okay. If it you gives, it, It's a guide. Take it. You always <clears throat> give yourself a buffer and always know that that. The truth of the matter is, if it's not something you're going to enjoy eating, you're setting yourself up for failure. So just get closest to what you will eat on a consistent basis and stay with that. Because if you know if it's shredded cardboard, uh, you're not going to eat it. Yep. So pick so the salami. bar you like and go with it. So salami, salami is, and cheese. No. Yeah, salami and cheese <laughs> no, bars. Dunkaroos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a Dunkaroos salami and cheese bar. All right, that's what I have for you this morning. Well done, connoisseur. Uh, wait, hold on. No, wait, stop. Oh, wait, wait, hang on. Oh, Marissa, Marissa has something. My friend reminded me of our next party. You guys want to know what it is? Yeah. Yes. yes. It's an espresso tour. Espresso martini <gasps> tour. See, I would do a regular espresso fun. tour. Yeah. Steve, you and yeah, I can yeah, go on right. the espresso tour. I won't do the espresso martini Wait, tour. it's espresso martinis? Like a ch- uh, like a coffee martini? Yep. Oh, okay. It You're started bouncing off the walls at the end of that tour. And slurring their words <laughs> yeah. and puking. It started over the weekend because we were craving one, and we went to our corner bar knowing they didn't have coffee, so we brought in an espresso machine in someone's purse. Plugged it in and made coffee. Oh my god, <laughs> freaking people! Do you, you ever, you know, like on Jeopardy when they they, they talk? Well, every weekend, my friends and I we have a wizard party, and we sit around and we pretend we're Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> right, Al, every, every, every it's, oh, you can always hear the story. Well, we collect balls of yarn and we make kitten ears out of them. Uh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. If you have fun, though, and your friends have fun, that's hey. all that matters. Yeah, it's just thanks. an excuse. Yeah, it's an excuse go. to do something yeah. and, you know, to be cute. And aren't we having fun? I can't <laughs> wait till you start having sex as a collective. That'll be really <laughs> do, By the way, do each and every one of your friends own your own bowling shoes, like uh, that you lifted from a bowling alley? You know, like those types of people you wear, you wear like bowling shoes to be ironic. 
No. No. no? Okay. Right. They're not that level of hipster. Okay. No. Not yet. What were you going to say, Kath? <laughs> I forget. Okay, that's all. What right. was I going to say? Oh, I know. The Hershey Hotel has a great espresso <laughs> martini. Back to you. Back to me. Thank you. All right. Uh, that's it. Now, that's all I have. But listen, uh, I also have a $50 gift card from Acme I'd like to give away. Speaking nice. about all this food, um, I would like to take call number 18. At 215-263-WMMR, give you the $50 Acme gift card. You can love your savings at Acme this week. And treat your sweetheart or treat yourself with fresh, dipped, chocolate-covered strawberries. Oh, my God. Uh, $6.99 for a six-count only at Acme, your one-stop Valentine shop and your favorite local supermarkets. So number 18, you get the gift certificate. We're going to come back in a moment. We have actor-director Tom McCarthy and actor Winslow Fagley in our studio uh, to talk about Timmy failure, mistakes were made on Disney Plus. We'll have those guys in and more when we get back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Green Day. Sturgill Simpson. Papa Roach. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, Disney Plus is chock full of entertainment. I love it. All varieties. Love it. And we have two guests in our studio right now that are here to uh, talk about a film that's premiering on uh, the new Disney Plus features. And it looks great. I've only seen the trailer Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made. It looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And we want to welcome the director and the star of both uh, to, here to our studio. So please welcome Tom McCarthy and Winslow Fagley. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen, welcome. Welcome. Great to be here. And both of you, not too far off from your roots. Tom, you're from New Jersey, and Winslow, you're from Allentown. Yeah. Very cool. Well, welcome to Philly. Thank you. It always yeah. makes me happy when I can see New Jersey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it just it, it, it centers safe. you. Yeah, it's a safe place. Nice. <laughs> well, doing uh, a little reading up on everything and getting familiar with the project, just the trailer alone, I I loved. And uh, Winslow, um, you remind. I was saying to these guys, and we Preston and I, we sort of were. You're familiar with Macaulay Culkin, the the actor uh, uh, at all, or is he a little okay? Maybe not. But home anyway, alone. he, doesn't, yeah, he doesn't know where that voice is coming well, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you you are very you have that sort of talent. You you where you you just come across and you you can dominate the screen when you're on. And we said he he plays a character in a movie called Uncle Buck, where he has kind of like a um, he's kind of like a detective. He's investigating. He's always asking questions, and you have that same sort of delivery. And and we were that's a good thing to be because he went on to be a multi multi millionaire. So good <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. Not uh, bad, right? Yeah, that's Ambition. not too shabby. Ambitions, ambitions. Had you read the books when you did? Because this comes from a series of books, correct? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I had not read the books uh, when I got the audition or anything, but I was familiar. Well, I had I had heard of the story, um, but I did start reading them with my dad probably at the first or second audition, and I. Uh, you, they're, they're they're fun because Timmy sort of lives. He's he's the, he fancies himself the world's greatest detective. He has sort of um, like a Walter Mitty. So he he lives. He has a sort of a fantasy world where he has his 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 um, his backup or the one thing he works with is a polar bear in his mind. And so, but he solves these these quote unquote crimes. And what 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 drew you? What do you like about this character that you play in this movie? 
I like that he's uh, very confident and that he can't be anybody else. He has to be himself. Yeah. Um, and I like that he's not afraid to be himself. Yeah. And doesn't have to be, doesn't have to fake to be anyone else. Well, I was jotting down some of the things. So it's the world's greatest detective lives in the shadow of a water tower in Portland, Oregon, and literally in the shadow of a water tower. You're the CEO of your own detective agency and you're, see, uh, you're a partner of 1,500-pound polar bear. So this in- the story involves, though, your, your Segway gets stolen, correct? Yes. And, well, it was and mom's Segway, really. Mom's Segway. Right. And, and so you've got to go solve that crime. Yes. All right. Very cool. So, Tom, obviously, so the main character uh, has got to have this. I, I haven't read the books. And does is he read in the in the stories as flat and as straight and as <laughs> hardline as uh, as Winslow has made this character to be? I would be? say we found that character a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, the books were such an amazing inspiration. It's, they're the kind of books I picked up as an adult and just started laughing when I was yeah. reading them. You can't help it. No, but they're really funny. Kind of... The voice is really funny. And, and, really and to see subversive. a kid come across this way yeah. as as a as yeah. a as a Jack Webb kind of dragnet. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. it's just hilarious. And then have this incredible imagination. And we just found like you know we knew it with the books that kids really responded to this character. He's like he's very much beats to his own drum. He doesn't apologize for it. He's a little different. <laughs> he's not normal as he likes to say. And he's right. good with that. Normal is for normal people is one of his <laughs> quotes. And uh, it was just really fun to explore and kind of see this kid develop and come to the screen. Winslow, how old are you? I am 11. I just turned 11 like two weeks ago. Uh, and, and who did your hair this morning? <laughs> that lady. <laughs> it looks great. It, it, looks, looks, great. it looks awesome. And I just want to, nobody's asking me about it. <laughs> your hair looks nice too. But did you, did, you do your hair? Did you have somebody else do no, your hair? No, one touched no, it. All right. Tom, yeah. I'll do All your the hair time was spent on that hair. <laughs> Tom, I can get you my Listen, cut if you want. Thanks, yeah. Same style, just more scalp. That's Thank all. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well, God we're on the radio or I'd be blushing. Winslow, do you like doing this type of thing? You like coming up and doing interviews and talking about the movie? Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun doing all this press stuff and going to Sundance and, and all these different places. It's crazy. Well, your family, you, all, you, I think everyone, all your siblings and your parents come from acting and, and entertaining, correct? Yeah, they're, yeah. everybody's actors, um, but they never really pushed me into doing anything. It was all kind of my decision, but... I, I had watched my brother and sister do it and while I was growing up, so it was just kind of like a thing that I wanted to do because it looked like it was well, very fun. Well, I, I think you chose wisely. And, Tom, you know, it, it's funny because doing the research on you, I'm like, I, I know this guy. You, 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 you're a, a Swiss army knife of capabilities. You're a writer, director, <laughs> actor. You Correct me if I'm wrong, but you were one of the co-writers on Up, were yes. you not? Yes. Uh, and also on, uh, what else, a spotlight mm-hmm. as a writer. People would know you from Meet the Parents and, and the, the uh, Meet the Fockers movies. You're, right. you're in that as well. You're in the yes. movie 2012. You're the, by the way, you're a perfect example of a boyfriend that's legitimate that yeah. should get the yeah. actual girl. Right, thank you for remembering. And it's screwed over. Yeah. Yeah. Because of John Cusack. John Cusack swoops in and takes her. And he's a loser, and you're a reliable guy. You know what? You're one of the few men who see me, and I appreciate that. You see me. It just it drives yeah. us crazy. Yeah. I can liar, liar. Yeah. I'm sorry, no, but the other guy's true. reliable I and couldn't. good. You know, we should spend the rest of the time talking about this. Yeah. Because it's on point and it makes me feel good. And enough about this Winslow Fagley and how yes. Brady is in this movie. This has made, made my trip to Philly worth it. Well, well, I can say because I watched a movie over the weekend. And that Timmy failure, uh, mistakes were made. Is obviously it's it's a 
It's a kids' movie, but it's it's good for adults as well. I I um, you need that. Well, you need that. You need, you if, know, you're gonna, and, if you're going to watch something with a kid, yeah, and I the have parents three, can I, enjoy it. Yeah, I have That's three children, exactly right. and uh, and I've uh, there were some uh, programs grow as they were growing up that were clearly not for me at all, like yeah. Dora the Explorer, Caught You, you know, yeah. things like that. But then there were other shows that I think as they were being made. The creators, the writers, the animators, or whatever, uh, knew that parents are going to be sitting there watching it as well. So they they you know threw a few bones in there for us. So I was actually watching this by myself when my fourteen year old came in. And she goes, "Are you watching Timmy Failure?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, you have you heard?" She's like, "Yeah, I read all the books." And I'm like, well, "Where was I? I had no idea that you were reading these books." You know? Yeah, that's why we made it. We wanted a live action movie that you could watch with your kids and enjoy. Winslow, what's it like after? putting all this work in and going through the process of making a movie and then seeing it when it's done. Was it as exciting as you hoped it would be? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Everybody at school has been calling me Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Everyone. But, well, yeah. But it's it's a lot of, it's, it's a really cool experience. Well, because when, when you're, when you're making a movie, you know, you guys do a lot of stuff. You, there's, there are a lot of things that are filmed that don't make it into the movie, and the, those, are, those can be uh, the entire scenes or just lines that are cut from here to there. Uh, is there anything, were, were you disappointed at all, or were you happy with everything they put in there? I mean, because I'm sure there were some things that were like, oh, man, that, I was hoping that was going to make it in the movie. That's a good um, question. Not really. I think, I think that uh, it turned out very well. Um, I don't, I'm not very really disappointed in anything. Good. Yeah, well, you have the director sitting right next to you because yeah. you, you don't want to make him upset. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't um, make him mad. <laughs> Tom, when you're working, obviously, they, they always, the old adage used to be to never work with animals and kids. And uh, yeah. But he's obviously a, a very talented case. What is it like What as a director and, and an accomplished director? What, what, uh, what tools do you have to employ when you're working with a lot of kids in a movie? You know, I would still say it's 80% directing and maybe 20% parenting at times. Okay. You just got to think about how I would you talk to my kids uh. or not. And sometimes, you you know, you end up on the wrong side of that. It's a, it's a lot of work. It's a stressful environment. And But these kids were like pros. As a, as a director. A kids. Yeah, because, you know, you got you to gotta make the day. There's a lot of pressure on that. And, and Winslow could handle it. Like, Do you have a, like a writing crop like Otto Preminger? There's no striking <laughs> happening on this. No, it's Disney, for goodness sake. Of sakes. course. I had a fluffy, a fluffy <laughs> crop. Yeah. A fluffy, bright green crop. I, uh, it's no, it's it such was, a fun... The, the, Disney just nailed it and a lot of times like i, I i'm a bit i was telling casey about the movie togo on yeah, disney plus which yeah. is sensational yeah. um but with this you're also working with a cgi polar bear now i would yeah. always loved i've always wanted to hug a polar bear but i fully know they'd rip me to shreds <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> what what's it like working with uh when so with working with a cgi creation as your co-character or your partner in this movie well Instead of just having uh, a tennis ball on a stick right. as what I'm acting off of, they had they had a guy like in a nine foot kind of suit. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, who had, who mastered the you know mannerisms of, of of a polar bear and would walk around in ninety degree Portland weather. <laughs> wow! Um, and they it it also just made the it was also there for the editing team to to kind of add add their editing things later but but yeah i think he did he did a very good job just for me to act off of it it's got to be good for you as as an actor and so young obviously you're you're possessed of an otherworldly capability but but to to have something to re, to react to because as you mentioned a lot of times these things are just basically a tennis ball on a stick but you can yeah. you can react to this and so did you get to hug the suit and all that stuff mm-hmm. yeah i did yeah 
I mean, that's to me, that's that's all I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Winslow, uh, what time of year was this filming? Was it during the school year or over the summer? It was over the summer. Okay, uh, so you didn't have to do tutoring or anything while you were on set? Yeah, but I also didn't have a summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's wow. true. Poor guy had to go make and star in a movie for his summer. <laughs> yeah. Gee, our heart bleeds for you, kid. <laughs> and there you have Tom whipping you with that white writing yeah. crop. I know. There. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> our fa- we, we've done it. We've been on a few sets uh, uh, filming before, and our favorite part is actually the food because the catering is outstanding. Did you get to eat whatever you wanted to while you were there? Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, yes. you're in, you shot in Portland? Uh, Yes. Right, so so yeah. uh, obviously that's a character in and of itself, and, yeah. and you have sort of there's a there's a sort of a quasi hippie community. Anyone who's seen Portlandia or has yeah. actually been knows how did they react to the filming going on? They were great, incredibly yeah. supportive. You know, we set the story there because we figured it needed to be a place where a kid could have a polar bear and no one would bat an eye. Portland felt like one of those communities. Yeah, it's probably one of the few. And, uh, but man, it's a beautiful place and a wonderful place to film. We all had a great time there, and it's shot all on location there, a little bit in Vancouver too, the interiors, but. Mostly on the street, mean streets of Portland, as we like wow. to say. Now, the reaction's been very good, so I yeah. have to imagine, since this is part of a of a series, that, yeah. uh, are there plans already in the works for uh, sequels? Plans are in the works. All right, all right. You're yeah. breaking that here. <laughs> there we go. We got an exclusive. Some other great people in the in the film, uh, Craig Robinson. Terrific. Uh, is one of our favorites. He had to guy. have been fun to be on set Super with. Super great. It's Man. cool, because he sort of plays it straight in a really wonderful way. He's one of these people who comes into Timmy's life and really gives him just enough guidance at the right time. Now, it says here, Mr. Jenkins, I'm not familiar with the characters. What what type of character Jenkins is, he is sort of like a guidance counselor. Okay, Timmy keeps getting in trouble in school. Uh, his teacher is Wallace Shawn, who we all adore, and Wally and 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 Timmy don't get along very well. So oh, really? See Jenkins. So who's playing your your mama? Is it Ophelia Lovey Bond? Is that her name? Yeah. Yes. How about that name? That's yeah. a wild name, but yeah. and she's sort of like a she's a single mom, but she's sort of like a she's sort of a free spirit in her own right, right? A little rock right, and roll yeah. in her, yeah. Right, right, right. So uh, with this, and obviously, you know, the, the success of the movie, you've, this is maybe the third or fourth. You were, uh, did you do Rough Night, the movie with Scarlett Johansson as well? Uh, yeah, but those were all very, like, small, small S- roles. Small um, scenes? So this is really just it's the biggest kind of thing my first, it, it's my first movie, really. Um, yeah, so this is, this is, it's a pretty big deal for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. Really, are you are you, are you yeah, taking great. lunches now and as uh, <laughs> yeah. doing the meetings? Yeah, he Tom. won't even take my calls. <laughs> well, no, I'm I so see. angry about it. Yeah, I mean it's incredible how quickly they just catapult <laughs> off. You. That's it. Uh, you're, you're running yeah. done. Now you guys both have a couple of things coming down the pike. Uh, yeah. uh, Winslow, you actually have a movie. I think it's uh, coming out this year. When the moon was twice as big. You're working with your brother in this one. Uh, yes, our scenes were separate, though, and that was probably the first movie I did. Technically, that is another movie that I did. But, okay. Um, but that was when I was about six, and it, it, uh, it hasn't come out. Oh, okay. okay. So, so you have, you have uh, two siblings? Uh, yes. And yeah. they both act as well? Yes. Have they done anything as big as this? Well, my brother, um, he was just recently in The Goldfinch, um... He played Theo. Okay. Also, so that's substantial. Very good actor. He was yes. in um, Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon as Pete. Okay. Oh wow. Um, yeah, he was he was in a couple big things. My sister does a lot of theater. Um, theater. She's, Don't she's... say it like you're judging it. <laughs> you, <laughs> did it. Yeah, you hear that score? God, you've changed. <laughs> Tom, I, I, I hate to tell you this, but but Winslow has a directing deal already. I work, mean, so. it's incredible. <laughs> he surpassed. Yeah, yeah, with that hair, he gets away with it because of the hair, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> but Tom, you, you have a couple of things coming down the pike mm-hmm. as well, and I wanted yeah. to ask you about something that's. Imp-
in production right now, but yep. uh, Preston and I both listened to S Town, and it looks like it, it, it maybe is going to be turned into oh, a yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, we're working on that now with uh, Brian Reed and uh, and a, a new writer uh, in New York on that. Yeah. yeah wow. So for people who don't know, it was a um, like a podcast story. Yep. Uh, it's a true story uh, about this town in in Alabama, right? Yes. Um, and, I, and it's crazy how this thing turns out because it starts as one story and sort of turns into another one. Yeah. Yeah. And these characters are, are real people. And uh, it, it's just it's a very, very riveting podcast. So I, I would love to see this, um, you know, on the big screen. Doing our best. Yeah. Series or film? Film. Okay. So, Tom, with you and with all that you do, um, obviously it's good to have all those uh, tools in your toolbox, as they say. Swiss Army knife. I've never been called that before. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but what which is there one that exclusively brings you just a percentage more pleasure when you do it? Uh, no. What I like is the variety, right? Okay. I still act when I can. I don't have as much time for it. I love the writing process and the research that goes into writing. But, you know, being on a set and collaborating with actors and your, you know, fellow uh, cinematographer and production design, it's super fun. And, like, to make a movie like this... You know, the great thing about this movie, although it's grounded in a very real story, it's got this sort of all these fantastical elements which I we love go it. to get and create. And some of those are really fun and just funny. And so we, we all had a blast making it. And, uh, you know, we feel lucky that, it, you know, that Disney's still willing to kind of take the, take mm-hmm. chances with films like this. They do it and they do it again. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I, like I say with Togo, which is a yeah, classic really. animal exactly. Disney thing. And they're exactly. like, oh, my God, they delivered it again. Yeah. There's just something, some sort of... Well, they're very good about like deciding. Okay, we're going to do this, and they put all their energy into yeah. it. Yeah, and Timmy's a kooky story, you know, and it, it, that's why people are really connecting with it because it's different, it's original, and I think uh, kudos to Disney Plus for making it happen. Winslow, what what would uh, um, what's a project or a book or a movie or something that or that you like that you would like to see brought to the screen with you in it? Hmm. Timmy, too. <laughs> Buddy, God, he teed you up for that one. How about, Everybody at Disney was leaning into their radios at that moment. How about two Timmy, too furious? <laughs> yeah, a little bit more of that. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that you like? I know you play Minecraft. You're a big uh, video gamer, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, when I have time. All right, so yeah. they, there was word that there was going to be a Minecraft movie for a while. Would that be something that you, like a, a video game to movie? Maybe. Okay. All right. But, he mainly just has his mind on theater right yeah. now. But, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, I've always wanted to play Michael Scott's son. Oh, okay. So, really? so work, in the office. So working oh with Craig God. Robinson had to be cool. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was really awesome. I was looking at the cast photos at the at the table read. Um, that would be hilarious, young young Michael Scott. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not not young Michael Scott. Just just his, his son. son. Yeah, so that, that I, would be cool. Yeah. In fact, uh, you uh, Tom worked with. Michael Scott's wife in, from the office, in wow. uh, right? Yeah, way back when we went to school together, we were in a comedy troupe together. Nancy Carell. Uh, yeah, she's well, great. no, also no. I was talking about Amy Ryan. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about real Steve's real wife. <laughs> no, so I'm like, well, <laughs> you really did your research. <laughs> Casey, take the credit. Good, now, I take credit, but yes. I was, I was talking. That. I was talking about both. <laughs> Amy Ryan, we did. We worked on The Wire together. And what else? Uh, what else? Jacko's Boating. Jacko's Betting, directed by the, the late, great Phil Hoffman, who we dearly miss. Uh, yeah. And then we were on the wire together, but we never actually, uh, we didn't, our, our characters never crossed. But uh, Amy's a terrific actress. Oh, and she was in Win Win, a movie I wrote and directed. Jeez. <laughs> Did you leave that off the list? <laughs> here we, we are. Here we are crediting you. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure, we had Amy in studio, and I couldn't remember which movie she was here promoting. Because I could have sworn we had you in studio before. Yeah, you well. got, I have been here. I have been here. Was it for Spotlight? 
spotlight? I, I might think it might have been spotlight or yeah. for Win Win or The Visitor. I can't remember. I know I've been here a number of times. Yeah. You can't but, come to Philly and not come here. Come on. It's 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 part and parcel. Yeah. So yeah. But, but so right now after this and you're on this tour, how long does this tour go on? Do you get to go back home? Is is home still here? Is Allentown still where you uh, uh, live? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. still growing up up in Allentown, but I think. <laughs> You're 11. Of course you're still <laughs> He's still growing up. But uh, The studio said no. We're putting an end to that. <laughs> Stop it. Go, go ahead. Finish, buddy. Sorry. So you, yeah. do you like Allentown? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like Allentown. Okay. We'll get your tickets to Dorney Park if you want, man. We know all the people. We know people. Mm. What do you do for fun when you're not doing uh, theater? Um... <laughs> I I dance. I, br- I, I break dance. Do you really? Um, yeah. And you tap dance as well. You go to what is I the, tap dance. The school yeah. you, school you go to is, is it's Wal- called it's called I, I go to a Waldorf school. Yeah. So is it? And is there a lot of training for the arts and things of that nature in that school? Yes. Okay. Very. Yes. So you can break dance. I can break dance. I play the piano and I play the cello. Wow. Um, you're far more accomplished than we are. Yeah, me too. I really need to bring you home and 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 show my kids <laughs> what uh, they could be. What they could be. <laughs> kids, kids. So Winslow, do I'm kids sorry. should? Do, I, hold on. I right. stopped listening at "Bring You Home." <laughs> <laughs> I believe. Wow. There you go. Oh my God. Oh. Kid now I really need to bring you home. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Winslow knows not to get in a band with somebody. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Don't get in that guy's wow. car. Stay, stranger danger. Stranger danger. <laughs> Who knew we needed an 11-year-old to shut Casey down? There's there your next movie. Yeah. yeah. Watch ru- how this interview turns on us now, Winslow. <laughs> so there's wow. your next movie, The Room yeah. 2. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, how good, how good did you get on the, uh, the Segway? Oh. Um, well, I wasn't actually driving the Segway. They, what? They ran into the street, pushed the button, and it was all remote control. Oh. Yeah, I was very disappointed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mistakes were made there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but my, mom, my mom, my mom, or in the movie, yeah, she got to ride the Segway. Oh, really? Okay, all right. There I, you go. I always just was like... Are you going to get one now that you've, you've, you've sort of... I mean, you, you're going to start making some money, or, or do you get an allowance? <laughs> Segway. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to get a Okay, you, you're going right to the Lambo. Yep, <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> wow. You've won me over, kid. Yeah, yeah, this is just fantastic. All right, so Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made, is now available on Disney Plus, and uh, Catch It Before Winslow just becomes huge, because yes. clearly that is going to happen. Wow, man. Well, congratulations. We're very, very happy for you. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you. you and Tom. Thank you guys for coming by and continued success. Great to be here. Thank yeah. you, guys. Here for Tom thank McCarthy you. and yeah. Winslow Feedley on the program. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Ah, uh, springtime is in the air early. As we fantasize of riffs and rock outdoors on the lawn. Get set for MMRBQ 2020. Saturday, May 16th at BBT Pavilion. Oh, wow. Disturbed. Show you the Royal Blood. I only love and I love you. The Pretty Reckless. Sublime with Rome. I don't the best value in rock. Nine bands for just 50 bucks. Also appearing. Puddle of Mud. Crowbot. Dirty Honey. 
Mongolian metalheads, The Who. And Jackson's local shots opener, Foxtrot and The Get Down. Saturday, May 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, a couple of things uh, before we get to the big file. Number one, we have Tattoos Day today. Chance for you to win a Preston Steve tattoo. So text the word tattoo to 39333. Grab a winner in a little bit. You may win a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's tattoo. Now we have a question about the Dr. Oz show. So we have a $500 Amex gift card to give away. So here we go, and we'll start with caller number 11 to answer this correctly. On yesterday's show, Dr. Oz spoke to... Joey Buttafuoco, who became a household name after the infamous Long Island Lolita case, which well-known actor appeared on the show to discuss the movie he is directing about Joey Buttafuoco's life. Huh. 215-263-WMMR. All right, let's see if you know the answer. So yesterday, Joey Buttafuoco was on, which well-known actor appeared on the show to discuss the movie he is directing about Joey Buttafuoco's life. Jetty Butterfuco. Jetty Butterfuco. It's a uh, from a, a, a time long, long ago in a galaxy far away. Jedi, Jedi Butterfuco. Joey Butterfuco. Two Who's five, the guy in the black mask? Two six three WMMR. <laughs> Let's see if you know the answer. We're gonna do the trash. No, we're not. No. We're gonna no. do the bizarre file. Yeah. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. You see, I usually ask a question right before the trash. Yeah. Before strong with this one. I'm doing it with the bizarre <laughs> file. Residents in a South Indian apartment got a boozy surprise when they turned on their tap water and smelled a strong mixture of alcohol pouring from their faucets. Wow. 18 apartments units were affected when alcohol that authorities buried years ago leaked into a nearby well. Uh, Joshi Melekal has said we were so shocked. He's the owner of the apartment complex. Uh, the Times Vindy reported that residents first discovered problems with their water Sunday afternoon. The water I am so shocked. The water smelled like liquor, tasted like liquor, and it turned out it was liquor. More than <laughs> 1,500 gallons of it, the newspaper reported. What what kind of liquor, Preston, did it say? It was like wine or just general I don't know. Yeah, it, was, it was booze of some type. Yeah, exactly, Kath. Families <laughs> on tap. The apartment uh, had used the well for years because it was the only source of a, a potable, potable water. Potable. Uh, the well has been cleaned eight times, but residents said they fear that it could take up to a month before it to be, it could be recovered. Wow, operation crazy. Uh, local authorities seized the booze from a bar under a court order about six years ago. Uh, 1,500 gallons were opened and dumped in it in a pit near the bar. Authorities, however, failed to check the area around it. The officials were unaware that there was a well nearby, and the liquid appears to have seeped through the soil and polluted the well water. So they were getting booze on tap for a little while. That's insane. A Florida man behind bars finds himself in a familiar place. He was arrested for the 66th time on Wednesday after being on the run since last year. 66 times. Now he's going to turn his life around. Sarasota deputies say Kaiser Pontoon. Kaiser Please Pontoon? No. You've got to love that name. <laughs> I'd be a criminal, too, if my name was Kaiser Pontoon. Kaiser Pontoon was arrested for failing to appear. It sounds like a Bond villain, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, like a low-rent right, Bond right. villain. 
uh, was arrested for failing to appear, drug charges, being on uh, being a felon with a firearm, and Kaiser for, Pontoon uh, for leading officers on a chase. Pontoon is a repeat offender with a rap sheet that not many can say they have. Dozens of arrests from drugs, fleeing, fraud, aggravated assault to grand theft. How big is this rap sheet? Uh, reoffending. It's like a CVS. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a receipt. Uh, so reoffending, and uh, not many can tell us why it happens. What? Reoffending, <laughs> and not many can. Anyway, uh, at 28 years old, Pontoon has been arrested more than five dozen times. Uh, cases upon cases, and Pontoon has seemed to continue making an appearance uh, on inmate logs. But his story isn't unique. This is uh, apparently happening across the state, but 66. You can't just float through life, Mr. Pontoon. <laughs> Pretty damn high. <laughs> See, because pontoons, it's like a flow. A man who was making his way back to Minneapolis to a hotel around 3 a.m. Saturday tried to cross the icy Mississippi River near the Stone Arch Bridge and fell partly through the ice. He told fire crews that rescued him that his Google Maps directed him across the river. To walk across the river? Mm Mm-hmm. Walk across treacherous river. A fire department spokesman, Brian Tyner, who speculated that the man misinterpreted the direction should have crossed the bridge instead. (laughs) He said, I think that's probably what Google Maps meant. Yeah, they usually encourage you to use bridges when crossing rivers. Uh, The man who was visiting from out of state had a mild case of hypothermia. A man died after getting stuck in a donation bin outside a Tennessee Walmart. Oh, wow. Yeah, authorities were notified on Sunday about the victim who apparently was trapped in the clothing and shoe donation bin. You had another story like this a while ago. Oh, yeah, that the woman. woman. That, yeah. She crawled all the way inside and stayed for days. This guy, they responded, and they found the lower part of his body was hanging out of the donation bin, so he got stuck in there. Uh, the 48-year-old was extricated from the scene and pronounced dead there. No foul oh play was uh, was involved. Yeah, it seems up. like they're homeless people trying to get some sort of warmth or or s- shelter, steal stuff. You know, I I don't know. It's hard to say. So, uh, do we have to wrap it up there? Yes, sir. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for now. Um, so the Doctor Oz question. Let's see if we can give away some Monday and get an answer to this. On yesterday's show, Dr. Oz spoke to Joy, uh, Joey Buttafuoco, who became a household name after the infamous Long Island Lolita case. Which well-known actor appeared on the show to discuss the movie he is directing uh, about Joey Buttafuoco's life? We were talking, taking call number uh, 11-215-263-WNMR. I will go to Michelle for the answer. Hi, Michelle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Michelle, what actor was Dr. Oz speaking to that is going to direct the movie about him? The actor was Joey Buttafuoco, but the TV producer was David Kripp, K-R-I-E-F-F. Uh, no, that is oh. incorrect. Joey Buttafuoco is not the actor, no. Uh, so no, thank no, you. No, no, no. No, you said, you said the TV producer no, you said the actor. I said, what well-known actor appeared on the show to discuss the movie he is directing about Joey Buttafuoco's life? Do you have an answer? But you asked for... No, my dear, I'm reading directly from the script that I'm supposed to read. What well-known actor appeared on the show to discuss the movie he is directing about Joey Buttafuoco's life? Does she get to use a lifeline, Preston? I think she misunderstood. All right, it's all right. We all do. Thank you, Michelle. This is the way we all react to Joey Buttafuoco. It's all right. It's that damn Joey Buttafuoco. Let me go to Tony, see if he knows. Tony, 
What uh, actor appeared on the show to discuss a movie he's directing about Joey Buttafuoco's life? James Brolin. That's it. James Brolin, you are correct, sir. You can get a hang on the line because we got five hundred bucks for you. All right, ma'am. Thank you. You bet. Five hundred dollar Amex gift card for Tony. Get a daily dose of the Doctor Oz show each day. Doctor Oz offers health tips, true crime stories, food investigations, and celebrity interviews. You can watch the Doctor Oz show weekdays at two on Fox twenty nine. On today's Doctor Oz show, true crime breaking news. Doomsday cult mom and new husband found in Hawaii, but where are her missing kids? They'll talk about that today. We'll have a question tomorrow about today's show. Do you know who they're talking to to play Joe Botafuoco? Uh, no. Ian McKellen. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. He's been How doing... do I look in these Zeke Cavaricis? He's been doing... A... He's been branching out. Absolutely. Getting out of his comfort zone. I run an auto shop over there by Seaford. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they'll talk about that, too. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take... My pager number's 007. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter... You know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we have a tattoos day today. If you'd like to win a Preston and Steve tattoo, you need to text the word tattoo to 39333. And our world-famous Philadelphia Eddies. We could uh, set you up with a $350 gift certificate from them. 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. And you could get tattooed by the area's top tattoo artists like... Zach Beltran. You can see his work on Instagram at Kutch Beltran, K-U-T-C-H-B-A-L-T-R-A-N, or com. So get on that now. We'll be giving away that soon. We have a few things to give away before the show is up. I'm going to do a lesson question in a moment. But also, in music news, two separate concert announcements. Give away wow. tickets to as well. But you got to wait for the information to come out. Uh, and then I've got some more Acme Market gift cards, all this stuff. So, I mean, we're on the tail end of the show. There's still a lot left to give away. Uh, let's do that lesson question and give away a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show, which is this Friday and Saturday, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. The question I think I need to go with today, the fifth movie in the Indiana, Indiana Jones franchise will feature Indy and the search for what? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR, Okay. <laughs> The fifth movie in the Indiana Jones franchise will feature Indy and the search for what? 215-263-WMMR. It's from the 7 o'clock hour early this morning. And we're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's hear some stories, Steve. What do you have for us this morning? Well, the rapper known as Rich the Kid being sued by his management, claiming he owes them nearly $4 million. Rich the Kid, believing his managers have a solid case, has preemptively renamed himself Living Paycheck to Paycheck the Kid. (laughs) RuPaul, one of the celebrities not happy about Eminem's surprise Oscar appearance saying the rapper often uses a particular homophobic slur in his songs. Eminem fought back, though, against the criticism by open-mouth kissing Billy Porter. (laughs) And finally, male model Presley Gerber addressing some critics of the new misunderstood face tattoo that we were talking about earlier. Presley admits he has trouble pronouncing misunderstood and can now just point to it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. All right, we'll see if we can uh, find an answer that we're looking for. The fifth movie in the Indiana Jones franchise will feature Indy and the search for what? So I will go to Donnie 
for the answer. Good morning, Donnie. Good morning. All right, Donnie, the uh, fifth movie in the Indiana Jones franchise will feature Indy in the search for what? The Blue Llama. No. no. So close. Not the Blue Llama. Oh, Sorry. I've got to I got to make sure we go specific on this. I'm going to go to Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey. Uh, Indiana Jones will, uh, ha- in the fifth movie, will feature the search for what? The Blue Emo. The Blue Emo. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, that's correct. Blue Emu is a um, it's a, a salve essentially that you can use. It's yeah. uh, older people. It's marketed towards. Yeah. So that's why we had to go specific on that. All right, Sean got it right. Everybody on the floor just and we are going to set you up with a four pack tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show Friday through Saturday at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. More information. And discount tickets go to phillyhomeandgardenshow.com. Casey decided to use Doodoo Brown as our winning music today. So. God, this was like so cool back then. Doodoo Brown. Yeah. All right, let's do music news. Here we go. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. Brought to you this morning by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute at Salus University, offering quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Uh, their expert audiologist will help keep help you hear your best. Uh, for more information, visit salusuhealth.com slash PEI. All right, um, quick concert announcement. Uh, MMR rocks Deftones. Uh, Saturday, August 22nd, by the way, and they'll be playing the Mets, Philadelphia. Tickets go on sale this Friday via Ticketmaster.com. Pre-sale Thursday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. while supplies last. And there are password. The password and complete details are at WMMR.com. So I can give away a pair of tickets to caller number 5 right now. 215-263-WMMR. For Deftones on Saturday, August 22nd at the Met. And tickets go on sale, like I said, this Friday, 1 p.m., Ticketmaster.com. A pre-sale at 10 a.m. on Thursday. While supplies last, the password and complete details are available at WMMR.com. And you can listen to Jackson all this week because he will have your chance to win tickets. So we'll set up caller number five. And that is concert announcement number one. I'm going to move on to some music news stories. The Rage Against the Machine has announced a full 40-date world tour, which is uh, pretty wild because they had, uh, you know, it's been a long yeah. time since these guys have been out to play together. Holy uh, mama. And it's reuniting Zach De La Roca, Tom Morello, Brad Wilk, and Tim Comerford. It will start in March at several cities along or near the Mexican border before headlining the 2020 installment of Coachella in Indio, California. We knew they were doing that. Uh, They're also going to be playing some other arena and festival shows like Firefly Music Festival, uh, but they do have a date in Philadelphia. Uh, They're going to be playing at at, uh, BB&T Pavilion August 7th, by the way. Uh, Looking at this info, I don't see any on-sale information in front of me, so you will have to look that info up. On your own. I'm sorry, it's on our website, Preston. So uh, tickets go on sale this Thursday, the 13th okay. at 11 a.m., and you can visit the concert calendar on WMMR.com to get those details. But Thursday, the 13th at 11 a.m. All right, August 7th uh, in Camden at the BB&T Pavilion. That is Rage Against the Machine. 
Black Crows also have announced the Brothers of a Feather Tour. Uh, it's a string of winter acoustic shows uh, that are preceding the band's upcoming 30th anniversary summer run. Uh, it's reported that the trek will open with two European gigs in London and Amsterdam and then hit the States starting February 19th. It will be Chris and Rich Robinson. Clowns never last before. <laughs> Beanstalks never grew. Yeah, they're throwing back. Yeah, they're throwing and, back. Uh, they're doing some folky stuff, some folky uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> acoustic stuff. And, of course, you know. That's one of their songs. That's one of the staples. So, you know, the. The brothers, it's kind of their credo. They're going to be playing the Foundry at the Fillmore on February 21st, by the way. Already sold out. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It sold out super fast. There you go. Well, it's a fairly small room, so uh, stand outside. Maybe you can hear it. Totally get that. Uh, Now, speaking of uh, concerts, a petition has been launched to get ACDC to perform during the halftime show at next year's Super Bowl. Uh, petition founder Gina Deleka wrote, It's been a while since we've had some real metal play the halftime show for the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong, all music artists have done a great job and should play the show, but we all need a turn. Uh, she said, It's time for some rock and roll, and who better than ACDC to play? Uh, they're coming back together, making a new album, and possibly touring again, and this would be perfect. Come together, metalheads, and get this going. They certainly have enough material, you know. Well, they usually like to pair them up and, and have a little bit of variety. So I think ACDC and Robin Thicke. Okay. Would that work? Yeah. That would work. Uh, the petition, which had just over 3,300 signatures with a goal of 5,000 at press time, hmm. uh, has also caught the attention of uh, Twisted Sister frontman D. Snyder, who posted a video on Instagram directing the NFL uh, to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Now, there's an idea if you were to have a couple of real... Thundering hair bands, Preston. You know, with like ACDC and all that. Would it would it get any traction? Would it mean anything to a lot of people? I think it would, but I don't know. You know, I, would the NFL go for it? Uh, no, probably no, not. Yeah. I mean, thirty three hundred. I mean, even the five thousand that they're looking for. That doesn't. That's not that many. Yeah. It's not that many signatures. No, I don't know when this petition was released. It might have been 10 minutes after she did that. I don't know. It's true, yeah. I have no idea. So no, You said they're only looking for 5,000 signatures. Yeah, just to get it, Oh, get the ball rolling. I, and sometimes there's a minimum number for, uh, you know, um, uh, petitions to to get to that next step, whatever it may be. But well, I, they, I don't know. They only have 15 to go. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. the, the link's on PrestonandSteve.com and WMMR.com. All right. I mean, that, honestly. That puts them on the New Hampshire primary? Or, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, uh, who was it? Motley Crue, Poison, Def Leppard? That would be a good halftime show. That's what Steve was talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 yeah, to do some, uh, you know, uh, a group of them like that. Uh, Snyder said, did I already say this? Because I lost my place. Did D. Snyder, did I quote him? You were talking about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I'm just watching the count, and we're about to hit, we hit 5,000. He said, there are a lot of bands that are stadium-worthy and a lot of bands that have sold hundreds of millions of records, but the one band that I think has such crossover appeal to so many people in all genres is ACDC. Band is reuniting with a new album. They are going to be touring again, and they would bring down the house. Uh, ACDC will reportedly release a new album this year. I mean, they still sell out. And arenas. So. Their music gets used constantly yep. in, in arenas. Loads and loads of uh, not only arenas, but movies uh, as well. So. Yep, yep. Green Day's Billy Joe Armstrong admitted in a new interview with NME that uh, plans for a movie based on the band's 2004 punk opera American Idiot have been pretty much scrapped. 
Uh, following the success of a stage musical based on the album, which opened on Broadway in 2010 and ran for more than a year, it was announced in 2011 that a film version of the musical was in the works. Uh, by 2016, it was said to be uh, development at uh, HBO, or in development at HBO. Uh, little has been heard about the project until now, with Armstrong revealing that it is no longer moving forward. American Idiot was one of Green Day's most successful albums, selling 16 million copies worldwide, winning a Grammy for Best Rock Album and spawning five hit singles, in addition to the Broadway musical and other stage productions. Uh, their new album is coming out, or just arrived this last Friday, uh, Father of All, Mother Effers. Did they ever play Halftime? Yeah, I think they did, didn't I think they? they did, didn't yeah. they? It's hard to remember. Uh, but they're another band that could do it. They could. Or maybe they already did it. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, Nick's looking that information up. We'll see. I believe they did. I mean, they just did the All-Star game for NHL. And they're easily confused. <laughs> no, yep. CeeLo Green, but not Green Day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's where They could do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Limp Bizkit frontman Fred Durst. And I need to, I, I forgot, I meant to go look up the damn list and I didn't do it has been nominated for a 2020 Golden Raspberry Award or the Razzies. So the nominations came out. I haven't seen them yet. Uh, what? For the uh, for the fan? The Fanatic. Okay. The John Travolta movie. Yeah. Oh uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the Razzies were started in 1981 to dishonor the bottom of the barrel in film during the past year. They usually coincide literally with the night of the Oscars. This is, a, this is late. Uh, Durst is nominated alongside James Franco for Zeroville. Adrian Grunberg for Rambo Last Blood, Tom Hooper for Cats, and Neil Marshall for Hellboy. So for directing. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's what, yeah, Durst. Uh, and this category is for, yeah, directing. So. Ding, dirty, dirty, Durst. Yeah. Uh, and one last thing. Uh, this is a concert announcement. It's a tribute band. And unfortunately, with the passing of uh, Neil Peart, yep. we we're never going to see Rush again. No. But there's a really great tribute band uh, called Lotus Land. And they are going to be playing the Keswick Theater on Saturday, July 18th. I've never seen them live. I've talked to many people who have and said they're amazing. I have seen videos of them, and they sound just like the frick do they yeah. yes they do that's, that's a lot to handle it is but they they pull it off i saw them doing the basically the prelude of hemispheres which is this big complex piece of music and i a lot of it is is instrumental i'm like okay they can do that. there's a lot of people that can do rush right. instrumentally perfectly but the key is getting a vocal like uh like getty and not only does the dude sing like Getty, he looks like Getty, too. So what about the Neil Peart and, stuff? How, do they, they they pull that off as well? Yeah, yeah, the drummer can do it, right. absolutely. So uh, they're really great. Saturday, July 18th at the Keswick Theater. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. And I'll take caller number 9 and give you a pair of tickets right now. 215-263-WNMR. So if you'd like to see the tribute band... Lotus Land will give you those tickets, and uh, July 18th, Keswick Theater is when that is. All right, and with that, we're done with music news. Yay! And we're going to take a quick break, come back in a second, get wrap, ready to wrap up the whole show. Letter of the Day, Word of the Week, and more. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic from 93.3 WMMR and Pacifico Beer. Friday, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain, where the snow comes first. 
The sled deemed best design scores a $2,000 cash prize. The best live live anchors up theme scores $500 and beer for a year from Pacifico. Sprint has $500 for the fastest sled. There's $300 for the coolest Jose Cuervo themed sled. And somewhat of a gag gift for Preston and Steve's favorite fail. Mandatory sled registration through March 1st at WMMR.com. For the MMR VIP lift ticket pre-sale, the sooner you buy, the less you pay. Through February 23rd, lift tickets are just 10 bucks. While supplies last at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic at Jack Frost Mountain. Sponsored by Chorus Photography and Sprint. Brighter future for all. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Marissa was just telling her that is telling us that was her most memorable live in studio performance uh, ever huh. on the Preston and Steve show. Uh, because when they were playing Cold Hard Bitch, the lead singer forgot the words to the song. Right. And we, one of our interns very quickly pulled up the lyrics on the in-studio monitors that we have here. That's right. So they could see it was pretty damn funny. But they stopped and they started the whole song over again. That's great. Yep. So, ah, memories. Uh, we are about ready to wrap up, and we formed some new memories today. And we had this kid named Winslow by Winslow Fegley who is the star of the film on Disney Plus called Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made. And he plays Timmy Failure. And he was along with the director, Tom McCarthy, who's been here before. And Winslow was great. He was. He is, uh, he's got the gift. He's an old soul. Yeah. You could tell. Absolutely. For uh, 11 years old. And he had a very funny line uh, with Casey that we, uh, we all got a, a real good, uh, a re- just a kick out of completely. So, uh, But it was nice to have them by. Uh, that is available now on uh, Disney Plus. So uh, feel free to watch. And I need to congratulate somebody because today is Tattoos Day. Ooh. And yeah, we got a winner. We got a winner of a President Steve tattoo. And it just so happens to be Nate Holcomb who is from Westchester, Pennsylvania. You get a tattoo. He gets a $350 gift certificate for world famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. And you can find them at 621 South 4th Street in South Philadelphia. Check out Zach Beltran's work. You can see it on Instagram at Kutch Beltram, which is uh, K-U-T-C-H-B-E-L-T-R-A-N or PhiladelphiaEddiesTattoo.com. We'll do another one next week. How about that? I love it. Um, let me see. I guess we need to do, we've thanked everybody. We've given that away. And uh, now we need to get the letter from the one and only Mr. Pierre Robert, if he is indeed ready to go. You all set, man? Born. Ready. Born. Here we go. Born. and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. O as in open. All right. O as in open. And a $500 Steven Singer gift card is what we got for you. You can get one of Steven Singer's popular fully dipped classic gold roses for Valentine's Day starting at just $69. And only at IHateStevenSinger.com. So we'll give that away on uh, Friday. How you doing today, man? Great. Wonderful. Thanks I for being here. I wanted to uh, tell you what a great conversation you guys had uh, yesterday with Rob McElhenney. Oh. Um, it, it's so clear. Uh, it speaks to the value of supporting someone and uh, some artistic uh, concept, whether it be uh, an acting project or a TV show or a band, when they're young. Right. And following it all the way through and how much they appreciate that. Bon Jovi never forgot that. We played them right from the beginning, uh, you know, and I loved it when he said, you know, 
he resisted going on talk shows, uh, uh, you know, and was finally on Colbert and stuff. But um, but they he you guys had him on in the beginning, right? You know, and, and he never there, forgot, and yeah. never forgot that. The but, reason we had him on initially was the show was called "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," right. and so people reached out and said, "Hey, this show is going to be on FX, and, and you might want to be interested in it." And we were. And um, we reached out to him because he's from the area, and he was gracious enough to come on. Uh, but years ago, Casey had a line, which I've never forgotten, which was that the show could be called It's Always Sunny in Detroit or Always Sunny in Portland, uh, but we'd keep watching it because that's how well-written it is and how funny it is. Um, so we, we kind of lucked out uh, in that relationship, but also um, we're, we're happy about that relationship. You know, it's one of those right. things where it did start early on, and we were champions of it from the beginning, and I'm, I'm proud of that. I yeah, like that we, friendship. And, and we've, we've reached out and, and assisted people who have uh, kind of didn't go anywhere yeah. but you know we're hoping Horrible, so talentless yeah. people no no <laughs> just, no no just, just hoping like the delco proper guys i mean we were really pulling for them oh and, god that would have been great just yeah didn't quite take off the way but we enjoyed it yeah and, and they're talented guys they'll, they're, yeah. they'll all do stuff Some they are doing stuff yeah. yeah yeah but think about it it's the same thing with music though look at how many bands mmr has invested in over the years you know some of them made it huge some of them did okay some of them didn't you know, so, I mean, it's part of the game. Yep. But, uh, you know, good for you for doing that. Well, thank, thank you. you. All right. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, what is happening on the program today? Well, we've got some birthdays. Uh, David Asikinen of the Hooters is having a birthday. We will do a block of the Hooters. Uh, Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park. We will do a block of Lincoln Park. And a big block on a cloudy and wet day of Tool, which I think will be perfect. Mm. Plus, uh, we have more tickets uh, for live next Thursday at Parks Casino and a meet and greet with the band. All right. Nice. Very nice. Uh, before... I do the thank yous and see what's coming up tomorrow. I have one last $50 gift card for Acme to give away. We'll take caller number 20. Valentine's Day is on Friday, right? And if you forgot to order your flowers or you don't want to spend crazy money at the last minute, let Acme help you out. They have a full-service floral department for custom-made arrangements and premium bouquets. So they'll pull you out of the fire. Um, caller number 20, you get a $50 Acme gift card, 215-263-WMMR. Thank you to the sponsor of the Preston and Steve Show. It has been brought to you today by the Aviation Institute of Maintenance. You can call today and start training tomorrow. Call 888-FIX-JETS. Uh, tomorrow, we go on Fox Good Day, and we will have on this program the Super Nanny. Super Nanny! Joe Frost will be getting in touch with us tomorrow, so that'll be nice. Really? Those things and more. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. I go to sleep. It's raining. I wake up. It's raining. All week, it's raining. Why the f*** does it have to be raining? It's supposed to be f***ing now. Next message. Hello, Annabelle. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing. Next message. Hi, welcome, and good morning. Where the f*** is the snow? Bring on the snow! The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.